Okay, welcome folks. Welcome to the uh, Chitty Opinion Podcast. Um, I'm Sol, and over there we got Big Rig. How you doing? It's nice to be back with you, brother. It's been a couple of years. <clears throat> if you have listened to one of my 86 podcasts prior to this, um, then you'd be f- you're familiar with the the voice over there. Um, he will be on here more frequently than probably most of the hosts that I have on here. Probably what once a week you, you, you're gonna do like the longer ones. I, I think, think yeah, once a week. Yeah, be we're good. gonna we're gonna do more f- like focused based um, podcasts. Would not necessarily like I do throughout the week on news. We're just gonna do like like tonight. We're doing propaganda. And we're gonna get, we get more into the details of what it is, and it's almost it's not a it's a crash course on whatever the subject is. I mean, this, we're gonna take things everywhere. Fun facts by Soul Criminal and Big Rigs, and in you know other podcasts in the future with us too will be anything from entertainment to social stuff and whatever else, not just politics like I do. Opinionated facts, right? Yeah, just on stuff. Chitty opinionated facts. Chitty ones. So, um, oh, anyway, don't forget, you can always leave a text or a voicemail, 339-224-4341. And so, oh, what's been going on the past two years, anyway, since our last podcast, whatever the fuck that episode that was? Right, so we were uh, going good, talking, we had good topics with uh, the, the 90s, throwing up 90s stuff. God, it's and, uh, awful. Yeah, that, and then, then, that then damn cold. row. COVID hit, and we actually thought it was like real scary, like yeah, really scary. We thought the role was like what was be it? We hit. we we spent time away just from hanging out, even for months, a couple months. Well, I think we're gonna circle talk back to this because yeah, we as we get into uh, this episode, it's so funny because I remember I thought that the roads were gonna be shut down, <laughs> they weren't gonna let people travel down to town. Oh, we, we we all did. I mean, my friend up and like I used to go through the kill counts, the kill counts, the death counts all day. Going through, I talked to my friends from all different countries, asking what's going on there, from Argentina to, to France to Turkey, and seeing what was going on in Australia. It was just in, in Thailand. It was just people everywhere trying to, you know, figure out what was what. And then I don't know what was the breaking point for us to realize that like we we came back and we right. did one or two right. And uh, yeah, the, then the, there was a point. I don't know. It was that might have been pre-lockdown though? We 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 called it off for like a second. Yeah, like right when COVID hit, which was like March twelve or thirteen, twenty twenty. We had done a podcast recently. I remember I quit the butts, and then I got back on because it said if you have the butts, can't get the stuff. So <laughs> I've been uh. Crushing my lungs since and keeping them clean of COVID. <laughs> well, the, I remember you 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 loaded up on vitamin D. Like I'm taking a thousand milligrams an hour of vitamin D to help this immune system. Oh, I'm man. like I'm like, why would you do that? I had a kidney stone right before COVID hit. And you're like, but I'm listening. I'm like, why would you do that that much? He's like, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you or anything. Kid goes to the doctor's months later, tells him what he's doing. His doctor's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Kids trying to beat the COVID before COVID hit. Oh my God! It's like, oh no, I thought that was hilarious. I was in the emergency room the weekend before they shut down the world, and I should have never been in there because I could have caught the vid. But they must have thought I was like a dope addict because I was in so much pain with a kidney stone, fucking halfway in the stream, like cutting up my little liner, shutting my back down, <laughs> three in the morning, like ah. 
I forgot about that. No. And then, yeah, then the next weekend, COVID hit. Yeah, well, then I, my, my, then my aunt passed, and then I had to deal with all that stuff, and then yeah. my dad and all that stuff. So it was kind of like, piece. it was kind of like a, a, it was a messed up year overall because there was so much confusion going on. I was still working because somehow um, my job was essential. Um, <laughs> the only good part about it was it was, you know, at that point, was we couldn't, we don't really hung out. I avoided my mom. You avoided your mom. That was the worst part of it, I think. You know? Saying hi out the windows the first month or two. And then we were like, no, fuck all this. We are. I still can't remember. What was the point where we said, you know what? What, what the fuck? I think Because the boys were always scared of it, right? It was like the first or second time. I think you time. and I were the only ones who were just like. Meh. First or second time that uh, I saw my mom with my kids out the window. And I was like. That's so stupid. We're not doing this anymore. And then, like, they started. My father and mom would come by with masks on. And then I was like, yo. Stop all that shit at my house. I mean, I like I said, you know, I I'm down with the propaganda machine to uh, uh, wear my mask and market basket. I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, I don't have any problem with uh, wearing them, even where I work. Um, I literally wear one once a week, unless like that's because when I go to the grocery store, because I don't go anywhere anyway. Yeah. Like my like my you know my mom's upstairs. And before, you know, she was downstairs, so I never really, you know, we never really had to cross paths. And to shut my brother up, who's a, you know, uh, who fell for the propaganda machine of on COVID, you know, just to shut him up and keep his, his mind at ease. You know, I avoided my mom. You know, but I mean, I still saw my coworkers. Don't give a fuck. I mean, I think COVID didn't even make a run through my work. I think five or six people caught it, and they're all in Revere. And that was it. I mean, we get caught up every day where I'm at, and, uh, you know, we're involved in... You're different, because you see... Direct human contact, and uh, we get sneezed on, et cetera. Yeah, yours is a little different. Yours is like a... a, I have herd immunity. (laughs) You should probably do. You know, honestly, I think you and I were convinced that we had it anyway before this whole thing. Um, well, but, I thought I had it at this past Christmas, too. I lost my taste and smell for two days. Because you did have it, and you just didn't get tested for it. No, I tested like five times with the home kits. Yeah, because we know how accurate those are. Right? It's probably, which is funny, because you probably had it, and you, it, it tested negative. The people oh, who don't, dude, I, the yeah, people who don't have it, tests. the people who don't have it are testing positive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's freaking... Um, did you really take that many? Yeah. I don't yeah, know the, the, We get access through our work to have shit done, so... Um, I uh, stockpile on nose jabs. I'm not um, afraid to jab myself in the face. That's good. My, my goal is... You take dicks to the face, too. <laughs> My my goal is to have as many nose jabs pull up with the negative sign. Okay, would you keep them? No, that's like pregnancy sweet. tests, like no. hang them on the wall, like one, badges babe. of honor. It's positive now. This one's from January twelfth, and this is when uh, Johnny got it. The at two work. stripes are there and, now. Yeah. This is when you had it and I had to get tested, and you just have a whole list and. Everything. I think we got people at my work. Pretended to put the second line on there with the red pencil or something. Just to get the back pay? Five days, baby. Uh-oh. Our place gives two weeks. Wow. I wish I had two weeks. Well, they get, they, get, they get money for it anyway. State gives that to everybody now. This would be a really sweet, friendly podcast situation with uh, some recreational usage. Nope. <laughs> no. 
You already you just dude. How much weed can you possibly smoke in a forty forty five minute period? Gonna Holy bring the gummies. Yep. I'll never understand potheads. To that to that extent, my God. Anyway, so on to the actual podcast. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a disclaimer in on the uh, meat and potatoes. The, the, ex, the, the explanation say so you can skip over the first eight minutes and thirty five seconds of this podcast. Um, I'm gonna just prep one up. There. I'm just gonna sniff it, sniff it. Yeah. Chew some of it. Or something. So, folks, if 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 it was ever propaganda for marijuana, um, my buddy here has fallen for all of it. <laughs> So get into the propaganda. Uh, the, this is the thing. I wanted to do a propaganda podcast, basically for the you know for the simple idea that it's everywhere. We're all we're all we've all seen it. We see it every single day, and we can't basically go through you know life without actually seeing it anywhere. I mean, it, I mean it's part of our lives. And propaganda, we all use the word propaganda in a negative connotation. Um, it's not necessarily necessarily a negative thing per se, but it is essentially when it's you know the way most of us reference it is with politics and things in um, in a negative way. So if you're not really sure how to like really look at propaganda and kind of explain, it, it's one of those things where like you know what it is, but if someone's asks you what it is, it's kind of difficult to explain in in like. So few words. So it took me a little bit to kind of figure out how to best go about explaining it in so, so few words. Yeah, like most people might hear, and like I would have, uh, you know, years back, and uh, I imagine any young mind right now, they hear the word propaganda and they immediately assume, oh, uh, influence it on a negative manner, but you can use it also in a extremely positive manner. However, it is still manipulation. Yes, well, exactly. So, anyway, so I, I got it broken down to um, basically propaganda is an attempt for a goal by looking past simple reasoning so it conceals things that you should reasonably think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll repeat that again. Propaganda makes an attempt for a goal by looking past simple reasoning reasoning so it conceals things that you should reasonably think about. So I mean that was the easiest way for me to um kind of squish it down without going ape shit. Mm-hmm. Um and and then I I kind of break it down into another way is that propaganda tells you what to think while education tells you how to think. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I see it as, uh, give your definition one more time to me. Which one? The one you read prior to that. It makes an attempt for a goal by looking past simple reasoning. Yes. So, like, example of what's going on right now, right? Um, The idea of maybe a mass vax could be beneficial had... Or if everything is accurately determined. So when it says like, oh, without a thought, this, et cetera, works. So uh, don't even think about it. Like, just go with it. No, but their approach was was by telling you that. Actually, we're going to get into this later. We're gonna, we'll get into the specifics. But yes, he, he's, he's on the same line of where we're going to get to. Um, 
you know, and propaganda as, you know, we, it is used often more often or referred to more often in when it comes to politics, as we all pretty much know, that's where it's kind of referenced to most as far as the usage of the word. But like you had used earlier when you had said the word manipulation, and it's just what it is. So it's like, so if you think of it that way, it's not just a political thing. It's commercials and televisions. It's movies we watch. It's ads we see in paper, um, newspapers that get us to um, newspapers. How fucking old am I? Um, <laughs> ads we see online. And I mean, algorithms are propaganda. If you think, really think about it, you know, because we will, like, how many times have you and I talked about something, and everybody knows this, you talk about something, and all of a sudden there's ads popping up on it left and right because our phones are listening? Um, so, I mean, corporate propaganda is probably the biggest propaganda that we really have. I mean, they use it by fudging numbers and actually fudging facts. And, I mean, that's just, you know, the way it, it goes when it comes to, um, you know, like blatant advertising. You look at BMW, the ultimate driving machine. You know, I mean, that one line alone is of a form of propaganda, you know. And is it really the ultimate driving machine? But if you watch the commercials where they're flying through the Autobahn and, you know, in looking like this and looking like that, I mean, every commercial we, we watch is a form of propaganda, yeah. um, you know, whether we realize it or not, you know, especially the ones with taglines, uh, can, you, can you think of any commercial taglines that are, um, like, you know, McDonald's does it with the, the smiley face M, you know, and things like that. Um, you ever watch The Founder? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, and how uh, they were supposed to be, like, big uh, bosoms, like, wholesome mm-hmm. bosom. That's subliminal advertising. That's a little different. Than, that's that's different than what we're talking about here. Um, Along the same things, though. Nah, I mean, that's still, that's still that's subliminal advertising. We're talking about propaganda, where they're trying to make you th- not make you see something visually, but think something mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, which is different. Um, but when you know, like you brought up earlier, the Coca Cola thing, because you know they basically created the vision, the visual of Santa Claus. Yes. You know, um, what I don't know. What, well, what was the artist's name again? It was uh, Thomas Nat, and um, and well, Coca Cola made it part of their brand, you know, and uh, took his. Uh, Coca Cola was a menstruation uh, medicine when it first was founded. It was for women's menses. Menses with all the, with the cocaine in it, the coca leaves. And have a coke and a smile. Literally, was to get rid of your pain for your. Uh, Period time. Yeah, well, see, there you go. That's right there. Yeah. You know, so it's you know, it's convincing you that like that's how you're gonna get happier and feel better for things. So I mean, it's it's literally written like all over. You know what we'll do right now? A little watch. coke and caffeine. <laughs> Real period cramps go right away. Real quick, right? I'm just gonna go to Yahoo, and we're gonna see what ads pop up on the side and what what says right here. McDonald's pops is right here. This is a McDonald's ad right there. What was your key search? Nothing. I just put, opened up Yahoo. McDonald's was one right there. Mix and match at Domino's. Um, I don't know what their tagline is, but avoid the Noid. Do you remember that? That was awesome. You, you know what did the Noid represent? He was a cool character, though. He was with the big ears and the. He may have to be uh, exhibited on a wall soon. You know, what? let's look up corporate. Just type in, uh, like, so when I think of propaganda use, I instantly 
assume like Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Yeah. You know, and well, so what do they do in their commercials? They show these kids having a grand old time and with their families and you know, at Disney World and it's like there's no that's like you're living the fantasy is what they're they're essentially selling in that, you know. And I mean it's not, it's and it's I'm just like again, these are examples of not bad things, it's just examples of what they do. You know, and um let's see, uh Nike just do it. You know, it's it's like those little like the I'm just gonna go into slogans real quick and you can go back to imagining the athletes because I mean it's an athletic brand. They want you to not think about it and just essentially do it. Don't, don't be a sucker. Be, you know, not saying, you know, be like, go for it. And they want you to be that athlete that goes for it. And I mean, you, the commercials are sweaty people going fit, beautiful, sweaty people, you know, and athletes, you know, in, in every form. They do it for track. They do it for basketball. They do it for all of it. Yeah. You know, and they're very serious commercials. They're not funny like a... Old Spice commercial, which I don't know how that's propaganda, to be honest with you, because I think they're hilarious, the two comedians that write those commercials. Fucking crack me up. The Old Spice guys are pretty funny. Um, a Diamond is Forever. Yeah. The diamonds alone is propaganda. It started with propaganda. Yeah, you watch uh, that old, I think it was a college humor thing, where the guy breaks down the history of the, the Bears and how wedding rings were all just... Part of a, a lucrative scam was. I thought it was just for he could sell something that wasn't selling that much initially. Well, even like so when you got married in the old times, like even in uh, Braveheart, you know they gave the, a cloth to tie the knot, right? You're tying the knot. Yeah. And then the wedding rings and diamonds just became a selling point in like the around the 1800s. You know? I think diamonds are stupid. There's plenty of them, yet they act like they they pay you they make you pay like there isn't any. Um, MasterCard, there's some things money can't buy for everything else that is MasterCard. That's what I'm screaming. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's like, hey, you go out, you don't have the money for it, but you know, but you got the money for it. I'll tell you, I am an instant sucker for propaganda because you know what? Uh, right when I even heard you just say this, Logan, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sold me on it. Uh, I mean, sign me up to that credit card. You don't have one. You're one of those smart people that don't have one. Yeah, I got rid of them. I get a Kohl's card. I carry five. At a, I, I, I run five at a time to keep my credit up. Got that nice score. <laughs> That's why I can get stupid action figures like that. Just Man, keep I wonder what up. I'm running. I got to put in that credit card and see what, <laughs> see what I'm doing. Uh, but, I mean, historically, if you look at propaganda, I mean, what's the first thing that I think of? Me personally, I think of uh, the I Want You, the U.S. Army um, Excuse me, the U.S. Army poster. I mean, that's obviously, yeah, great American propaganda. And to one thing, hold on, but one thing that's great, I want people to realize now, we, two, both of us are artists in our own right. And if you look back, look, actually just look up propaganda from, you know, and just look up the word and go to images, you will come up with all the great classic artists' advertisements from. You know the early nineteenth, twentieth uh, century, and it, it's they're they're pretty amazing. I got like, those they really awesome really are. newspaper articles from uh, Tufts College News when America was uh, aiding the Afghani freedom fighters, and the artist work was hilarious. You had this like stereotypical cartoonish um, 
Middle Eastern Afri- a- Afghani guy with, you know, like a turban uh, on his head and it had a giant Russian sickle stabbed in his back as he's holding a box that says U.S. Band-Aids. And it said, Afghani freedom fighters need American aid. And this is when we were training the Taliban in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's hilarious because yeah. now look where we are now. Like, yeah. no, we ain't training them. We never trained them. Yeah. No, no, right. The, the denial of it. But, um, I mean, so everything during war times was, you know, it's essentially what, what it was. So they get, you could buy war bonds. Um, you could join up and, you know, it was a big team and wholehearted thing. That was, you know, that's why they probably call it, why they call it the great, what, the greatest generation. Well, there's a poster that I saw earlier that uh, was either fight or buy bonds. And that's all it said. And it was a, a well, it, it, the, 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 one, of the, one of the good things was bond or bondage. <laughs> you know, so if you don't buy the bonds, you can either buy the bonds and help the war or you can be in bondage because of you're going to be in restraints because yeah, yeah, of yeah, the, exactly. you're going to lose the war. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, some of them seem very subtle. Like you look at it says like, you know, like that like guy said, I want you for the U.S. Army. I mean, it doesn't sound like propaganda when you really think about it in, in essence, but it is. Yeah. You know, because you can't just look at the words. You got to look at the the Uncle Sam depiction on there pointing at you. I mean, there's a lot to the visual of this as a whole. And it's not subliminal like, you know, like you were mentioning before. But you do have to kind of combine it all together because back then that's how you heard things and saw things. It's not like today where it's everywhere. I don't know why, but I instantly and obviously been waiting for us to get into it is propaganda to me instantly goes to Joseph Stalin. And I instantly go right to Russia first. Hmm. Even that's before even uh, Nazi Germany. See, I go to Nazi Germany first. It's so funny because, like, I don't even recall, like, what their posters look like. But I recall, like, maybe because of college, like, looking at Stalin's posters and the history of his shit. And um, I just, I always think, like, the certain fonts that he used, uh, removing people's faces in his cabinet, like even when he would kill them or something, he would just put the same picture out and they were airbrushed, not even airbrushed at that time, just redrawn, same picture, and they're gone. And um, that, that's it. Because, I mean, Russia is a pretty powerful country, but really they always, throughout history, have hid the main uh, stuff to their, their people. Like I always said, oh, I love that Russian news talks about spacecrafts and stuff, maybe because they have an elaborate sky being that high. They probably see whether meteors or not. I, 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 we won't well, I mean, they, aliens, they, when Stalin did it, it was a lot about it. He made himself similar. I want to, I mean, I don't really necessarily um, know like all of the authoritarian and communist and you know, totalitarian type governments and stuff, but there's always this thing. I mean, in Korea, they do it. North Korea, excuse me. Yeah. They give this vision of he's like a hope, like he's like a father figure, like he is. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna come short of saying a god, but he is like every everybody looks up to him. He's gonna be like he's like your grandfather. Like that's how he sold himself. Like as your grand, as like the grandfather to the nation, and the admiration you should have for this man. He's a a powerful. You know, he's the guy when you're five years old, you look up to, and even as adult, you're still that five year old looking up and to him. I feel bad for the citizens, but I don't know because I don't know how they really live over there. But who are forcefully 
led to believe this stuff, but probably really don't believe any of the shit that he puts out there in North Korea. But here's no, but, but they he, have no, to. No, protect. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. In North Korea, it happens since birth, and since you can't leave the country, and especially leave and come back, they don't know any better. They don't see it. So it's like the village, essentially. Yes, they have. There's no. There's no concept of the outside world. They think everything outside. They think they are taught to believe in North Korea that they are. That's a safe haven, and everything on the outside wants to destroy what their lives that they live in. So they don't know any better. They they think that people with blue eyes and blonde hair are the enemy and evil. So if you were to go there as like a blonde hair and blue eyed. You know, white man, they would be scared shitless of you. That's not my description. No. <laughs> but but they, they, even you, though, they would run away from you. Do you ever hear the story about when the um, when WCW went there to wrestle? No. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It like, was on, like, the dark side of the ring. Anyway, yeah. It, so like it, that the, the the like when when Eric Bischoff was talking about going running in the streets, like and people were scared. Like they he thought like there was this, the kids would be out and they'd be fine. They were running away from him. He thought something was coming because that's the truth. And they don't know any better. Like I've seen I've seen videos of kid um, Aquiziocha, white devil. Have you ever? Have, <laughs> you, you, you since you suddenly started listening to the. Um, the Joe Rogan podcast. Have you listened to one with the North Korean chick who escaped from there? Mm-hmm. That thing's phenomenal. Her story yeah, is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, so even before then, there were I've seen I've seen videos of people talking about coming from North Korea and what it was like growing up there, and they live in Korea now. And excuse me. And they hearing that they were in the Korean military. I don't know how they ended up here. I think it came. They somehow managed to cross over and stay, and they they are blown away by like one of them was it was a YouTube video on one of them, and it was just this woman explaining this North Korean woman, Korean woman explaining what it was like being over there, and I don't know if she had started her own channel or somebody was interviewing her for a channel. So what people did over here and around the world, they started sending her foods from over here. Because she had never seen any of it, mm. but she was crying basically through the whole thing because she didn't, she had never, ain't never seen, knew that people could around the world were actually kind people. Because she was taught, she was an adult. She must have been in her thirties, maybe forties. The lady on Rogan, right? No, no, no. This is somebody else. This okay. is just another North Korean. She was taught to believe that everybody on the outside was meant to destroy her. So she, the, the, so people being kind wasn't a thing. So she didn't understand that because you know, and it, it was, it's just, it's shocking to me, and to the the point that they can get people to believe those things. Like your every day, your life is filled with false messages to build up the the you know the the ills or whatever the the, the Kim, excuse me. And it's like, it, it's mind-blowing. That's what the governments do in those more authoritarian nations, in communist nations. It's, they, they do it. They, they, they prop themselves up as these heroes and as these, um, you know, one-way, you know, gods in a sense where they, they prop themselves up to think that way. And... If that's all you know, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think what's going on in the United States is at this point now is much different at how the government views itself. 
in the essence, they want to be saviors. Yeah, I mean, right now, it is uh, obviously highly separated, and I hope both sides see the the shit show that's being depicted right now. But like, even in China, with what's his name, Z. Um. Yes. If that's how you pronounce it, right? You know, like he shows his face, like they're super authoritarian, and like you see when their military's on exhibition, like that shit's orderly and they're structured, and like yeah, this whole content goes back to the pharaohs depicting themselves as fucking gods and eagles and all that weird shit now. I'm not going to talk about what their technology was and stuff, but I I always just like to say, like, they're drawn imagery, and, like, some people had higher intelligence and were able to understand at those deep early stages how to control the masses. And it was with fear and loyalty to those who were able to manipulate the system. And they became the kings and pharaohs and just ran in the family. Fuck it. It takes somebody with, like in every society, now this goes, you can break this down, start, we'll say we'll start a government, we'll work our way down to corporations, and we'll work our way down to small businesses, we'll work our way down to, you know, local town and stuff, to sports teams, to family, there's always that somebody who's going to step, essentially step up. Now, it's a step up to do what? Are you stepping up to be for all? Are you stepping up to be just a leader who's going to, because you know you can manipulate? Mm-hmm. You know, are you a grifter? And that's essentially what government does. Is it's all a big grift. And it's the difference between someone telling you they're going to do something and then re- and not being able to follow suit on it. It's when they make a big promise, you can't follow through on that promise, then you're caught. And then you keep promising things, and then you're caught. And they assume that you, since you gave them the opportunity that you were hooked, not in when they, and so they almost feel like they can get away with anything. And then over time, people kind of catch on to those things. It happens in reverse, too. People can hate you and end up liking you, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But they use the, their own propaganda to, and we see it in every debate, you know, when we watch them and they use it, they say what they're going to say. We believe it. You know, I mean, what's the most famous one that we can think of growing up that I can think of is when George Bush. It said, you know, no, no new taxes. taxes. Yeah. And that was a lie. But it wasn't his fault, though. But it doesn't matter. He still said it, and it still happened. You know, it still didn't happen or whatever. Well, I mean, you that's know? what stinks is, like, do you think, and then we got to understand the puppets that play as well behind it, because you never really know. Was he saying he didn't want to put new taxes in, and then because the people behind the scenes are like, no, we need money to fund he this. He was head of the CIA. He's been in government, yeah. been around it the whole time. He knows who the players are. He, know, he knows who put him there. It, it, this isn't new to him. But he had a huge approval rating and only got one term. And the taxes is what killed him because he was, he was cooking. So, I mean, either way, you know, when, for example, if that's the problem, then you can always look at, Trump's going to be a great example for a lot of things because he wasn't a politician. And for him to do the things that he said he would do and did, you know, it, even in, the, in in one year is, you know, why come he, someone who, like him can do it, but someone who's been in it, the system for decades, not. 
Right. You know, so like there, there's there's different ways to say things and what you should say and you shouldn't say so as like, far as making promises. It's the agenda of the propaganda. So like, how do I say this? Um, I'm all about every culture's embracing culturism. You right? Say that word so, again. So culturism. Isn't it, isn't it culturalism? Culturalism. So embracing <laughs> your <laughs> cultures and like I think America would be the dopest country had we had like little Portugal, we got little China, little Italy, like Ireland town and like just Korean town, right? And like all over the place, everyone has their own sections, you know, just off almost the demographics that already pre-exist. We seal them up, embrace them, and then people get to visit. Like, oh, that gives more reason for tourism because, like, you know what? Oh, I want to go to Koreatown. I want to try Korean food. It's authentic in America. Uh, you know, like. Okay, so it, the fact that he's mentioning this clearly means he doesn't listen to my previous podcast where I spoke about this two podcasts ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't. Well, I've been listening to the other guy. <laughs> But um, the jokes aside, though, I don't agree with you on that sense because I don't think it's necessary. I think it exists. It already exists. But it doesn't. It does. And what you want to do is you want to. It did. No, you, but you want to put a lock and key on it, which yes. we, we shouldn't be done. I think that's good. I don't. I think It's almost like uh, a nation of Disneyland. No, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's it's. I I I see what you're trying to say. The United States of Epcot. I see what you're trying to say, but what you're doing is you're segregating, and you're essentially saying that we shouldn't go to New Hampshire without having a without having to, um have an ID. Like checked. yeah, you should want to go to Vermont to get some fresh maple syrup. No, you should, but you but what you, what I'm saying is you're trying to make it sound like you but you can't go if freely unless you're. From, from like a no, Vermontian no, I'm or what whatever. I'm you get everyone, whoever lives in your areas right now, like I said, that pre exist. It's we're a country of all cultures. Yeah. So, like I said, pre existing places right now. Now we just actually put money in those infrastructures, even if it's self community funded or not, like embrace them, make them pretty everywhere. And then people get reasons to travel, you know. But uh, so what I'm trying to go with, like, the German Nazi propaganda worked to their favor of we're going to fucking overthrow the world and be dickbags. But if you can positively, and like this almost goes with Trump, but I like whatever, he got shut down. But if you're saying let's make our country great, I think that's a dope idea if it's for the positive. Then it's like, what's the overall agenda? Hitler fucked up because he didn't make his country great. He tried to take the whole fucking half the east side of the world. You know what I mean? So he fucked up. Like, if he was just like, you know, Germany, like, let's have some good athletes. I don't think his goal was necessarily just a German thing. His was a race thing as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, his agenda was bad. Mm Mm-hmm. If no, his someone, approach was bad. His agenda was his agenda, which is everybody wants their, their nation to be well, that's the best. What I'm saying. Like, so if the country of Spain over in Europe was like, yo, let's really embrace Spain. Let's make fucking Spain like the dopest place in the world. Like, and they kept it as their pre-existing land. Like, that's I think that's dope. Italy. But every country does that. So I don't understand what you're yeah. saying. I, but I think people now look at it as a bad thing. So what? Like... Oh, you should have more diversity, and I think diversity should make people want to travel to those. Yeah, but you're trying to regions. do it by segregating people. 
Mm. By segregating the groups. You're saying there should be an Italy town, there should be an island <laughs> town. That's segregating them. That's not diversity. That's just taking a bunch of... But, that's taking all the M&Ms in the bag, separating by color, and then keeping them by color in the bags, in separate bags. Are they on the same table? Doesn't matter. They're all in separate bags, but they're all in the same giant bag. Doesn't make any sense. Well, Starburst did that with all pinks. Okay. So they, the, the racists did one. I'd like to see the sales difference of uh, the rainbow pack and the all pink Well, I mean, packs. considering it was all probably going to breast cancer, I'm sure it did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, so... Winning. So that's what you want. You want like, you want just to have. You want just one giant north end. That would be pretty sick. That'd be fucking foolish. Just one big north end. No, like that's what I'm saying. Boston on its own in this one of the smallest cities running, right? So you want to get rid of all the other races and keep no, one look, in there. You got the South End, right? You got Charlestown. You got Chinatown. You got. You got the North End, which isn't New York. It's Little Italy. But you do something like that, then if, say, something the country was like that, you and I would never be friends. That already you, exists you would, right now. But you and I would likely have never been friends. What do you mean? Because I would have lived in, like, Asian Polish town, and you would have lived in Italy part of town. No, no. But our our suburb outside of those areas is, like I said, we're in the melting pot. So, But if I want to specifically go for a nice, good, authentic, and get the whole vibe in America— I should be able to go to that region. Like, if I want some Indian food. No, you should be able to go down the fucking street and get it. We have access to do that. Yeah, I can walk down the street and get that. I don't Those have to. Local, p- local spots, which yeah, is Yeah, but dope. I don't have to drive. If I want to drive and get more authentic, I can go to the North End. So if it already exists, why are you saying it needs no, to exist? No, because, like, when I go over, like, Angelo's locally, I'm getting my uh, Italian food cooked by, like, an El Salvadorian, which is fine. He they all cook the same, but... but that's the restaurant's choice. Who yeah. cares who cooks your food? You tell, so you're telling me white I want people... An so old, you're telling it has to... Cult, I want so you want cultural appropriation is what you're saying. I want the vibe. Like, when I went to Italy, it was, it was what it was. It was great. Because you were in Italy. Even when I had uh, not Italian people who were in Italy, they were speaking Italian to me. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, uh, there was a big Moroccan uh, culture at the southern part of Italy where I was. Mm-hmm. But they were like, they embrace where they're living. They're like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> that was very Tony. But they do that here. They come here and they speak English and Italian. So what? Yeah. That that's the ultimate. I guess even if I did it. That's what America is, is a mixture. You want uh, yeah. Asians with southern accents, you know, I, I, my, my, you know. <laughs> Texas? Yeah, you know, they, they, they exist. It looks weird when you talk to them. You don't expect it, but it's there, yeah. you know. I mean, you want, you know, you want to hear, you know, black people speak in Spanish. You know, you want to see white people speak in Spanish, you know. You want all that stuff. That's what you get when you're here, and you want to separate that is what you're saying. No, no, I don't want to separate that. You want you said you want to go to the North End to and you want you want Italians there. to cook your food and to speak Italian to you. No, no. It, you just like, said you want it like Italy. No, because as long as whoever it is in Boston, right? If I'm going in there, mm-hmm. they're fluent in the Italian. They're, we're embracing that section, that that culture anywhere it goes. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know. I don't know where I'm really going with it. I don't either. Because if it already exists. My overall sentence is. For somebody who's barely traveled out of this area, by the way, I am going to throw that out there and in your face every time you talk about culture and traveling. I want people of every culture to make their culture the bomb digs. But they do do that. Yeah. Right now, like I said, I think. So where do you see a lack in that, I guess, is probably the question. 
Hmm. I guess that's the vibe I feel. You know what I mean? Like people No, I like, don't. No? No, I still shop at Asian stores and get my Asian food and still Asian people working there. Yeah. You know, so I don't see it's not it hasn't changed. Shout out to H Ma. You know, so I don't know like Is that too commercial? No. Okay. It's like, but I don't understand. I don't know what you're saying. I really don't. I, you totally I don't lost either. me. Uh, and it, especially as we're talking has about a propaganda. Overall, positive intent. Well, I said the propaganda, which I was trying to lead to, like culturism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Culturalism. Culturalism. It's probably neither one of them is probably it's a word for, for all everyone to make their culture the bomb digs. But they all do that. And that propaganda but, okay, used you know in the positive yeah, it, manner. But here's an example. With, we, it was the agenda thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a great positive agenda. Yep. And I think that's what shot the Donald in the, the toe was his agenda was good, but his diarrhea of the mouth made it look like he had malintent. And whether he did or didn't. That was the effect that he gave off. Yes, that he okay. had malicious intent. With his verbal propaganda, but you know what? But see, the the, the thing is, was is that I don't think it was necessarily his words alone that did it. It was the ability for the media, because it all comes from the media. Yeah, that was reverse propaganda on him. Well, it's not reverse propaganda; it's still propaganda. So just mm. what, this, went, def, define reverse propaganda for me, please. So if he's putting out a propaganda of we're going to make this country great again. And we're going to do it X, Y, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse propaganda, which was... Awesome. Would be make America worse. Yeah, right? He's making America worse. Okay. So that's the reverse. I gotcha. I okay. guess it's that makes sense. rebuttal to his propaganda. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Right? Um, and that's what happened to him as well. All right. So let's go over more specific rather than theoretical... Um, propaganda. We kind of went on a tangent on whatever the fuck well, it is you were talking about. We had a lot of about. factual stuff. We started with the Stalin stuff. Yeah, and then we got off into segregating people by by what countries they came from to make mini countries in every state. So I don't know where that we're going with that at all. You're like, let's take Italy, make a smaller Italy, and then we'll take Italians and make smaller Italians. I mean, <laughs> it's just small, all Italians small, small, smaller, it's smaller just small Irish. Italians. You know, and then we'll shove the Asians over there, and we'll make the fucking, the Puerto Ricans live over there. It's just like, Jesus Christ, dude, all right? Let's take it back to the 50s. Well, um, I would like to find out how people of all cultures end up in the areas that they just end up migrate to naturally on their own. Did you ever think of asking any? No, because I mean, we. Just, you could have asked the plumbers at, that came to your house tonight. We look at the dynamics of. I ask them all the time. Oh, how'd you get to Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, mean, I ask them why during regular conversations. I ask Brazilians why they're all in Framingham. I ask you know like Russians Locally, why they're all in Cambridge. Big Brazilian culture though. Yes, there is. And I ask them that. And I, but Framingham's like 90% Brazilian now. Hmm. Not that many, but you know what I mean? It's huge. So you ask them, I go, why would you come from somewhere cold? cold? And then it, it all starts with one person, and then their aunt, then their aunt brings a friend, and just so, how it all rolls in. Yeah, then, yeah. then what they do is they find jobs, and they say, you can come work here, and, and then that's what they do. They all, that's all, it's the same story every time. Yeah, like how did Fall River become a big little uh, Portuguese? Like Portugal's. Yeah. Like multiple Portugals. Multiple Portugals. There is a There's bunch a of Portugals. Bunch of Portugals. In, in <laughs> Lizzie Borden was not Portuguese. Maybe she was. I don't know. All right. This is a quick post podcast disclaimer. Um, I woke up the next day after the podcast and finally realized what the fuck. 
the big rig was talking about. So I'm an idiot, but now I get it. So I figured just add this in there to, uh, <laughs> so I don't look too stupid, but I finally understood what, uh, what he was going for and what he meant. Essentially, we need uh, sections of, of each area should have places that we can educate ourselves is really all he's saying. Um, I thought he meant take all the people and put them there. Clearly, I thought that like an idiot in what he really meant, which is should be, you know, basically educational points, like little little mini countries within so that we can go visit and uh, like little, you know. Introduct introductory to certain countries, essentially all it was. So, anyway, I figured I'd just throw that in there and uh, continue with the podcast. She was a Portuguese anyway, descent. So, getting getting into what we were actually should be talking about is the examples of the more, more present time propaganda. I would say we're gonna, you know, right now, obviously, we're living it is COVID. <clears throat> COVID has been nothing but propaganda as far as mainstream, excuse me, mainstream media is concerned. Um, they, in the government, but I mean, we all know this whole idea of misinformation. Like the, it started with disinformation at one point, turned to misinformation because it was like, you know, illegally, you know, you can't say someone's a liar when they're telling the truth, but you can tell them to tell them the wrong truth. And, you know, so that's where the, you've heard me say, I think at least every podcast, why they keep, they switch from disinformation to misinformation. But when did they coin the term alternative facts? I don't. It was during the Donald's reign, right? I don't know. I don't really, I don't really, I haven't, I can't really recall seeing that too often though. So you might have to give me an example. Yeah. You might have to give me more examples. I definitely remember where they would say, where Donald was speaking some stuff and then CNN would be like. Those are alternative facts, or even uh, oh, who's the guy? Spicer. Spicer. He may have coined the term alternative facts. Okay, but give me an example of alternative facts. Oh, I I I think it's that's like once like right now with uh, COVID with um, treatment versus vaccination. Who has the actual scientific facts? And if there's a counter, those are considered alternative facts. Oh, they're facts, but they're alternative. No, that, that's the why they use the term misinformation. It's the same thing. Yeah. So with COVID, what was basically, you know, what is essentially going on is there's a one-way storyline going on. You know, we all obviously refer to it as a narrative. And... It basically comes down to control, and it became something to be should became simple. Should have been just about your health. It became political, and Trump didn't make it political. Everybody who was against him made it political. When he was trying to make decisions, everybody wanted to counter his decisions. Yes. And then what ended up happening is when he, you know, gets out of office, they all of a sudden decisions. Some of the decisions he wanted to make, they ended up making themselves. And they stepped on their own toes and they fucked themselves. And people want to forget at the beginning when Trump said he wanted to lock down people from traveling here from China, he was called a xenophobe. And that's propaganda itself. They were you, they, name calling is a form of propaganda. And Trump is the master at name calling, by the way. But part of my ignorance, but I've never known the definition of xenophobe. It's just. A, a dislike for other. We want the exact definition. I will give you the exact definition of it if you'd like. Um, yeah. 
That way I don't give you the my definition. Pardon my ignorance. You're so I've never really used the term ever because I never knew what it was, so I just stayed away from it. Uh, xenophobia is a fear or hatred of that which is perceived to be foreign or strange. It's an expression of perceived conflict between an in-group and an out-group. It may manifest in suspicion by the one of the other's activities, a desire to eliminate their presence. It's a fair difference. That's all. So that would make everyone on the left a xenophobe right now. They have a fear of someone else's difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what? By definition, you are correct. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not. It's not. It's not just a race thing. It's not just a cultural thing. It's a lifestyle thing. I guess that would be cultural. So yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's actually a good good point. That it, that's exactly what it is. They well, have a huge fear of anyone with a difference of opinion of the mainstream narratives. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when that was occurring, you know, he wanted to stop that. They said, no, let's go hug a bunch of people in Chinatown and catch COVID. Like, that was a message. Um, when Did Trump say that? What? No, no, that's what Nancy Pelosi did. Remember, she went to Chinatown. She's like, oh, go, hu- go hug an Asian. Like, that was a thing. Yeah, but I never I got hugs. I never really thought COVID was in Chinatown. No, the point was they did that because after they said he was a xenophobe, yeah. they were essentially saying he hates Chinese people. So uh-huh. they were like, let's, let's, let's sell that by going to Chinatown and telling people to go get some dim sum and hug a fucking waiter. That's, essentially, that's what they did. Did she do that? Yes, she did. Just like a kente goat? Yes. It's like she was pandering once again. And then come to find out, it was a horrible thing that came from China. And look what it's done to our country. But, like, she's like, I'm going to go to America, Chinatown, <laughs> in, in Big Riggs' new country that he made. Yeah. And I'm going to pretend, like, this is where the COVID came from. and But show you that, like, who was it? Was it Jesus who went to the lepers? I don't know. It's just like... Yeah, that, it's like total bullshit okay, right there. Uh, okay, people, since you are used to listening to me speak by myself, essentially, when he, Mr. Big Rig is here, there's thousands and thousands of side tangents. Um, we could take a 30-minute topic and turn it into a four-hour topic. So just as I'm, I wish I had put a disclaimer before this podcast. If you have made it this far, congratulations. If we did not lose you on the mini Italys and mini Irelands in every state, and uh, fantastic. But I do do like to point out that there there's a, a quite the tendency to— Portugal got mentioned very much, Yes, too. there's multiple Portugals in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> but, yes, there are, there are multiple side— um, tangents that go off where rather than just giving examples, he needs to dissect them as well um, for whatever reason in his own so brain. So, you know what? We have a huge community of Portuguese and Brazilian up here. John, we're talking about COVID now. Can we can, can continue with this propaganda thing? We are at, I don't even know, I don't even want right, how many minutes of let's bullshit. Okay, this was already an hour long podcast without great. all the sidetrack. This is great. So, back to the COVID stuff. Yeah. That we're living through now. Um, and we said left are xenophobes. Yeah, that was a side tangent. Let's just get past these little things here for the moment, all right, and just, just giving these examples. Yeah, so, you know, so when the government sits there and tells you that you that it's 
uh, oh, I don't know, that if you get the vaccine, then you are protected. You can go back to living your more normal life. Propaganda. You know, um, the idea of them telling you to think something by telling you that they have data. They keep using the term data and science. That was the re- those are the repetitive, two re- most repeated words in the conversation when it came to COVID. But never once did they ever show you the data. Never once did they recite the data. They recited some of it. They recite data, right? They recite numbers. But it's, yeah. it's not data necessarily. It's numbers. And it's improper data because it's a data point, but it's not the complete data. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at half a graph. And that's what they did. Considering that... They didn't want you to actually sit there and do your own homework because they, there were plenty of people out there who were believing this. A lot of them, actually. And none of them would actually well, go out there. 80% of the country. We're believing it. And uh, to their statistics. Because they kept using the data and the science and people believe in those words. Which I believe that number is trash because why is there still so much rebellion against it if over 80% are down with it? I think that number's garbage. Okay, now since this isn't a statistic um, podcast, it's a propaganda podcast. Right, but that's propaganda. It is, but now you want to get into numbers. We're not going to get into numbers. We're just going to get into examples. Yeah, okay. That's a good example right there. Okay, but we'll just say that's an example. You don't have to continue with the. Okay, it's a Pokemon text. I thought it was the wifey. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it, but that's the thing. He, he, he does make up a good point without expanding on it any further. The idea that you know they they they, they do fu- poll numbers and those those type of thing. I don't believe poll numbers. That's why I don't care about um, when they say you know that you know half of America believes this and you know thirty percent of America. I don't really believe those things. I used to say because I don't. I've never been polled, and then I've been polled three times since then. And um, I put myself on a polling list, apparently, in it. But anyway, so, um, but yes, they they will use terms like the data and the science, but they would never pose these things to you because, like we said, the point of it was to, to tell you what to think and what to say without you actually thinking. Now, there was a good handful of us that, you know, that decided this isn't right, and we did our own homework and our own research and our own thinking. And we found a nice, cute little community online to go and discuss these things and find information and know where to go and know who to listen to. And over time, this group of people has grown. And it's people who are fed up, who are tired, and who are seeing it. COVID basically, Trump started opening people's eyes. COVID pried them open for all the other, the rest of the people. Um, besides the people who are just diehards, and it's it, it, it's it's, a, it's actually it's a phenomenal thing to, when you really look at it and how like you brought up before reverse propaganda. They basically reverse propaganda themselves mm-hmm. because they, there was an, now there's an adverse reaction to what they're saying, and it didn't work. They promised something that they would, you know, and it didn't work. What did he say? He was going to take down COVID. Didn't happen. He gave up on it at the beginning of the year. Said, there's nothing we can do. Now he's trying to take credit for it again. So that's the thing. They'll sit there and they'll say, we didn't, we can't do anything about it. Like Biden said at the beginning of January and basically threw his hands up and said it was a local thing. And then now all of a sudden this week, a couple weeks before his State of the Union, everything's changing because his poll numbers are shit. And it's still winter. Like, yeah, you know, and he's sitting there saying that, like, that somehow his, um, what was it they said the other day? His rescue plan 
beat Omicron, like build crack better. Yeah, exactly. You know, so they, they, that's the thing. So he, he he somehow thinks this is stuff that, you know, that that worked. But that's this is their form of propaganda. It's like they, they, it's like it's been long enough. We're gonna forget it. We're now we're gonna push for the future. They're setting yeah. themselves up for the this midterms. This is propaganda right now. Yes, for the midterms. That we're going into. Oh, we're gonna lift these masks. Look up. what we did for you. We brought your lives back. Yada yada yada. And, and uh, Michelle Wuhan. Uh, won't do it for Boston. Did you see that? Did you see her uh, her Instagram live today? No, I don't have Instagram. Oh, that's right. Well, you could have found it in an article if you actually read articles. Um, there's plenty of them out there. She was getting clowned. I'll show it to you later. She was getting clowned on her Instagram live. It was hilarious. She was saying, anybody have any questions or whatever else? It was like, you're a tyrant. You're this. It, was, it just kept scrolling with these statements. It was hilarious. But anyway. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, we all basically, I'm going to do a COVID episode at some point um, when I can get all the research done for it and the sound bites and everything for it. But um, we'll be, we understand the COVID thing. Other things, the... Um, well, they haven't even taken to line uh, seasonal allergy season when it kicks in. Okay, when we get to the COVID episode, we'll discuss that because that's not propaganda. That's just omission. So we'll go on to the next thing, yeah. which would be when during the whole Afghanistan, uh, pulling out of Afghanistan, they did that. Uh, they killed... They did that airstrike or that bombing against Woody said the when the the the, bar, the 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 suicide bomb that killed the thirteen yeah. soldiers, and then like within the next couple of days they had said they'd bombed the person who bombed the, um, the soldiers or mm-hmm. whatever who was in charge of that. Yeah. That was propaganda alone because it didn't happen. Now they told you they did it to get you to feel all warm and fuzzy, but it didn't happen. They do this a lot, actually. They give them the fancy names and to make it like Operation Iraqi Freedom. Like, I don't know how that was, like, how that was supposed to be all warm and fuzzy going over there or whatever. Um, But I I don't think he killed Osama. I don't think Obama got Osama. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know. I don't, okay, this isn't a conspiracy theory podcast either. But you, we can just say him doing the uh, Osama bin Laden thing could have been. I don't know. I don't know. I've, Did I've he seen do that at the end of his first term, though. I don't remember. I just know I've I've, I've listened to the, the interviews with the Navy SEALs who said they were there, and I have no reason not to really believe them. So I have no idea. I thought they all died. Mm-mm. No. Team SEAL Six. Seal Team Six? No. No? No. They all died. No. I don't know. Again, conspiracy theory stuff, yeah. but no. Okay. Um, but they do do that a lot. They do things to make themselves, to pump themselves up, to get you to believe, especially stuff that they cannot prove, which is why the Osama bin Laden could be, could have been faked. And you're right, those could those people could have been lying, you know, the, the Navy SEALs. But that's what they do, because they can't. And that's this is not another one of the the um, forms of propaganda. There's like seven forms I think there is, but this is one of them where you can't. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dispute. No, the you bunk. can't. No, no. It's almost like dispute. But anyway, refute. You, you, yes, you can't refute what they say because there's no way to prove it. Like you can't. You know, they're not going to prop a dead body up on TV. Is essentially what they it is. They did it with Saddam. Didn't they catch Saddam like alive? 
Yeah, but they hung him. But did the news put him on, or did somebody post it themselves? It it had to have been someone in the room, which would have been a soldier of some sort. But that went over the see. Which I don't know if that was even a lookalike or not, or even staged. Well, didn't he have a bunch of lookalikes? But anyway, regardless, they're not going to post a blown-up, shot-up body online in the news. propaganda. Yes, leaks are always propaganda. To get people stewed up. Yes. Um... And make them feel better, like you said. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain, t- or, you know, I think most of it's a wag the dog type of situation. Like I think Bush needed that Saddam footage to leak for his pop and for America because everyone ended up knowing it was like, we're going in for the oil. But we need to show the results of Saddam was taken over. Yeah. Um, climate change is another big uh, form of propaganda. That's probably like one of the the most commonly used. I'm so on the fence with climate change. Well, first of all, the the fact that they use the term climate change is is it's still comical to me, because we all know the climate changes. You and I were discussing this earlier about New England weather. Yeah. It's well, it's I, always changing. But I will say, whether it's man made, which it could be more than na- natural. Clouds from when I was a kid and weather was completely different. And so fucking two, 2022 to even 92, winters were different. You know, like we had long extended snow on the ground. Yeah. We do still get shit tons of snow and like records will be like, oh, you know, last year we had this done, but that's because... Come February, we get dumped with fucking six feet all at once. It's not fucking accumulated, like, from November or even October, like, Dustin's, you know, like, where we would literally have, even when when we were in high school, there'd be snow in November and stuff. There is the occasional snow here and there, but it's definitely dwindled heavy. I think it just shifted, and just because, don't forget, it it stays colder later. In the, into the year. I remember when we had spring track and every year, right after March, oh, March vacation, after um, when March sports started, it was like almost instantly warm. Like mm-hmm. we would be out sure as a teacher. It's, it's fucking cool through, yeah, through the April. The seasons were predictable. Yeah. Th- now it's like They're the new prediction is like it's not warm, consistently warm till May, if at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it just shifted. Now, remember, like, we play the November football game, I mean, the Thanksgiving football game. It'd be fucking freezing. All the time. It ain't like that now. It's like the coldest day of the year was always felt like that, that Thanksgiving football game. It yeah. ain't like that now. It shifted. I think everything just offset by bumping up. That's what I think over time. I don't think that has anything. If you take away the, 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 the form of time, October, you know, in the months, just take all those away, it's still all there the same. Propaganda with climate change to me is the polar bears drifting off like now those commercials like polar bears are losing all this land i i've never been up there or even down there so i couldn't tell you my factual eyes well that's the thing they use it they use the example of something we cannot prove yeah we can't disprove them we have to take the word of experts like air quoting experts because we actually don't know what an expert is on many many things we just hear the term you know um like i said the only thing from my own physical eyes our clouds are completely different. They aren't fluffy anymore. They're very linear. And 
the winters are completely different. It just I don't think they're completely different. I think it's just shifted. I just I just don't, I just think that you and I remember the specific snow instances that we have that were like two and a half days of off of school type of things. We there's definitely more was more of those bigger snows than we have now. But I don't know uh, as far as a consistent snow, like you're saying. Weather's much more extreme now. And like I said, well, it's man manipulated. Or is the weather more extreme now? Is it? Yeah, dude. These Those super storms of even like, like Katrina or what was the one that hit Jersey that year? Mm hmm. Like, I mean, it's a hurricane dude, season. Hurricane Bob didn't do that to us. You know what I mean? Well, because like, it didn't make it to us necessarily. I mean, a storm is a storm. I mean, it's not like you. You look over history. There, you know, there were mega earthquakes that destroyed whole nations and made them disappear. So mm-hmm. that was hundreds, of, if not thousands, of years ago, and there's evidence of it. So, so where's what are you saying? With their I say when they, they tell you, you that. Um, first of all, when they tell you that we're looking for zero emissions and which can't happen, or zero CO two, which is impossible because yeah. everything would die. Um, when they tell you that cow farts are killing people in 20 years, the, the, the earth is going to end. Now we're on to, um, which I think by year now we should be uh, down to eight years, according to AOC, with cow farts. I love the when cow they farts. tell you that, um, that like, like I said, when they tell you that the United States as a whole is killing the planets, when we, we are the best. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing the best in the world on emissions while they allow other countries to, get, to continuously so, yeah. get worse. I'm not trying to shit on China, but they don't look at what China does. And, like, we give China the stuff to melt down to destroy their own country to then make products to sell back to us. Yeah. They sit there and they, they concentrate on little shit like like plastic straws. You know how much plastic straws make up of the shit in the ocean? You want to know what my theory on plastic nothing. straws was? What? To make COVID tests. What? Okay, we're not getting into conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm done with you and your theories. We're gonna do, we'll do theories uh, some other time. Okay. They melted all the plastic straws so they can use it to make. I don't know. I don't have paper straws anyway. They tried them once up the street. It didn't work. So they stopped using them. Um, yeah, the whole plastic straw thing. Um, Glacier National Park had to change their sign that said all the glaciers will be gone by 2020. And lo and behold, they're here. The whole history of of climate change is they've been wrong. They've been wrong consistently since the 60s. Every seven years or so, they throw this catastrophic event saying that the world is going to end. We're going to burn up in flames. We're going to freeze over. None of it has come true. They use a child to sit there and throw it in your face, to sit there and to be you know, um, empathetic to the kids, and none of it's true. They want to sit there and make you fear for your grandchildren, and none of it's true. It's a complete fucking lie. John Paul and I were told that in high school that our our kids, our parents' grandkids would never see, you know, daylight again. And you know what? Lo and behold, there's daylight and they're seeing it. You know, it was all shit. It's been a complete fucking lie. And it's not, and it hasn't changed. And they keep pushing it for their own. What are they telling you to do? Everything seems to magically come up with us spending money on something by the same, that's only created by the same three companies worldwide, whether it's windmills, whether it's solar panels, whether it's vehicle, electric vehicles that we can't afford. Now, they sit, they'll sit there and tell you that we can't sit, use 
um, fossil fuels, but the only way to get electricity to work is through fossil fuels. They say it's not clean energy. The cleanest energy that exists is nuclear energy, and they don't want it because they're scared of shit exploding and killing people in the long run. But even though the mathematically, chances of that happening are extremely slim. And oil isn't as dirty as people really think it is, and fracking isn't necessarily as dirty as they tell you it is. And that is the problem, okay? So there's a trade-off to how much money you spend. They want you to sit there and buy electric cars that have 310 batteries inside each vehicle. Like it is, the the it, amount of radiation you're receiving in your body. Yes, and it's impossible to recycle those batteries right now. It's impossible to recycle solar panels after the 20-year usage time frame. Mm. Okay, you cannot recycle a windmill. It's they're ugly and they kill birds. They kill endangered species. Yeah, I was gonna say. So windmills build up kinetic energy, but I was almost about to say I really support solar panels because I have solar panels. I have thirty two of them. In my I house. didn't know you can't recycle them. No, not even the technology inside it. There's, there's, no, to... there's nothing you can do with them. There's nothing yet. They'll figure it out hopefully. Solar, to... solar solar panels have been around since, what, the 60s? And they still haven't figured it out yet. I mean, they figured out how to recycle fucking phones for their technology when you trade them in. They just, you know, take out the parts, smelt stuff down, and put Dude, it Dude, they take the out probably 1% of the parts out of everything. You know, like, the stuff that we recycle, like, that we, that we put in recycling in bins? They literally use less than 10% of what we put in recycling bins. I had bins. this talk today with, hey, big Greeks. I didn't want to give my <laughs> real name. Uh, do you you still not recycle? And I go, well, I recycle cardboard, but I throw my plastic and cans in the trash. And she was like, that, yeah, why, why you do that? I go, well, I don't know. I just feel like cardboard definitely gets recycled, and the rest is a scam. It is. I mean, it's not, it's not a scam. It's just misleading because they don't tell you what plastics to be recycled. It's A, it's a tax scam. And B, when next time somebody asks you that, you'd be like, I'm just giving somebody a job because there is somebody's job is to go through the trash and pull things out yeah. in a lot of these facilities. The But the idea that they will always throw at you, look at, they'll go, look at Greenland. They use, so, they use windmills. They have 20 windmills in the ocean out there. You know what most of their non- Oil fuel is it's hydro fuel. It's from water. Hmm. Okay, hydro uh, energy. So twenty percent of the country is, I think it's twenty percent of the country is run by um, water energy because they just they they know how to use it. So don't tell me it's windmills when they're all out in the ocean and they, they and you know how many and they say the same thing. And in, uh, in Antarctica they can they have windmills that can that power Antarctica. No, they don't because every six months they get a uh, a, a dump of diesel fuel brought to them because the three windmills they have there, whatever it is, five windmills, can only produce enough energy to basically run a fucking computer because they only produce like X amount of, um, you know, megahertz or kilowatts, whatever, however they measure it down there, you know, um, per hour. So they don't have enough to power the city that they have there. So it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And they want you to sit there and believe this stuff. It's because there's nothing going into the air. So, you know, and like that's like, like, like that's the only thing. And they don't give you the full story. Do I think some of it exists? I mean, sure, to, to some extent. Obviously, whatever we're doing to the planet isn't uh, a great thing. You know, I mean, well, obviously, we got that Texas-sized thing of trash out in the middle of the ocean, which is ridiculous. But there is, this is a sad thing that a lot of people don't realize. The technology is out there to defeat all of this. 
and it has been for decades. They just refuse it because it all comes down to money. Hmm. And they're going to sit there and they're going to pump it into our brains that we're destroying the planet and we're all going to fucking die and yada, 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 and we should be concerned about this stuff. Well, the government doesn't need us to give them money to do it. They don't. They're holding on to the technology up for it. There's been technology that has that some, the people have invented, and they you can look them up. They have people have died because the government took their patents and they shelved them with hydrogen power. We already know that exists with um, vehicles with water powered engines that existed that exist. You know, and all sorts of these things, and they're all gone. They're gone. Because and we'll never see those technologies because people, because they killed the people. They, they the people who invented those things have died, magically. Yeah, like hydropowered engines, like you said. Yep. You know, so it's like, you know, there's the, the, you can turn diesel engines into um, grease-powered engines and recycle those. They made those illegal. You can you can literally like melt down or whatever they process like carcasses, and get fuel out of them too. Yes. You can. Yeah. You can you can literally use human shit to power a vehicle. You're yeah. not gonna go that fast, but you can do it to drive normal speeds around town. I was talking about that uh exactly today with the show called The Colony. That's um it's on uh Discovery Plus. And it's an older show that I watched when it was live on TV, but fortunately now with new streaming platforms you got it. And I remember during Katrina, these guys were filming the show, they had no clue what actually happened. But they they put smart people in a place. It's essentially like a survivor, and they have to fend for themselves on getting things running. And some of these guys together were like, "Oh, we can take that dead pig." Like the the show was setting up things, and they were like, and they like somehow made his fucking bacteria or whatever like produce some type of carbon. You know what I mean? And they got a freaking engine running. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's it, it, the technology is there, folks, but they're just not allowing to use it because they're beating into our heads that we're killing little children and they don't have a future and they're making kids cr- literally cry about this stuff because no one wants to do their own research. Like I said, I'm not saying it doesn't necessarily exist, but I'm also saying that they're only basing this on literally a hundred and what. 60, maybe 50, maybe only 100 years of actual data? And how long has the planet been around? I mean, anything, I support anything that could be clean and sustainable. No, I, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm saying to the degree that they're giving it, you know, to us as far as information, it's not that extreme. If people had their own refillable cups and they could go into stores and pay for the fluid alone and their refillable cup, that would be sweet. They do do that. They do it in Asia with water. I'm down with that. They have every neighborhood. You you drive down the street with all your water containers, your big ones, small ones, whatever. You put your money in, and it fills up your container, and I'm, you bring it home. You reuse the container. I'm okay with some of that. Like, but that's the thing. Like the stuff, like little stuff like that that you just thought of doesn't exist in this country. There is ways, easy ways to well, fix people, this they shit. They do that in Revere when they go and get the fucking water for like a quarter for a gallon at those little exactly. depots. Yeah. Now you every town should have those. 100. percent Every town should have have one within every mile. Like, should why be do one. we got to keep fucking melting down bottles? I love Poland Spring, but 
why doesn't Poland Spring just have one big dispensary, like, again, in towns where people can go and pay for the service to refill a refillable Poland Springs thing? Mm-hmm. Or any type of water. I mean, the, wa- the water thing's a whole conspiracy thing on its own anyway that we can probably do a podcast on in the future. Um, you know, next thing is... You know, YouTube content creators I have on my list. And when you look at YouTube, and we all watch YouTube, and if you, like, I don't really watch specific, um, like, content creators, like, you know, the ones who put on their own little shows and whatever else, and they're always in it. I do listen to mostly true crime stuff. But if you look at, they'll always have, like, a thing where they're like, oh, and I use NordVPN, you know, and it's just like, you know, you don't. But they will sit there and tell you that they do. Well, they might now that they're sponsored by them. But those are, like, that's... Right there, that's propaganda. You know, yeah. or they'll go out and they'll use a product in their whole video, you know, with a slight disclaimer at the end that they said, "Oh, um, this is videos brought to you by this." We, like we see that all the time in the news. Mm-hmm. Who, right now, sponsors every legacy news station? The the Pfizer, Pfizer. Moderna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exact. So when they're the ones they put, everything. When they put money in your pocket, you are more than happy to say whatever the fuck the script is that they give you. Mm-hmm. You, you, have, you ever listened to Bill Burns' podcast? No. He would lose spot. He gets, he's got pretty much the same sponsors over and over. He would lose sponsors because he doesn't do their scripts. Well, I hate that one of my favorite podcasters and one of my former favorite ones. They they have the content I'm looking for, but then when they do their sponsorship, it's always about like brain enhancement meds, and I'm like or supplements. I'm like that sucks because you just ruined my whole podcast. Why do I need a fucking brain enhancer or a focus supplement? Well, those are people who just take money to take money rather than doing stuff on things that they like. How do I know you're really taking this? Yeah, you know, though I though there I figured there's a couple that I listen to that only take spot. Some of them don't take sponsors at all. Mm-hmm. And they did for a little while because I think they needed a little money, but then they should stop taking sponsors again. And there's ones that will only take sponsors for products they use, and that's it. I can't remember, you know, who they were specifically. But um, those are the ones on, like, part of, like, news media groups, you know, like radio stations and stuff. But anyway, um, so you'll see that a lot on YouTube. You'll see them, you know, using, like, this type of technology or that type of, like, you know, um, video game controller or whatever it is. And that's, that's propaganda because, I mean, you might call it a sponsorship, but when they're pumping something up to the extent that they do and using it to the extent that they do, yeah. Um, the education system and um, you know critical race theory is a big thing of propaganda. What they're doing now, which I, you know, just go to go brief the briefly go over. You know, they're trying to you know convince you that you know white people are bad. You know, and they're trying to convince you that you know you should be like they're basically bringing back the pre civil rights movement by trying to separate people in classrooms and these young kids and they're you know pumping this this type of racial propaganda on you know, young children. And that's, as we all know, it's a terrible thing that they're they're doing. And by saying that, you know, you, by telling kids that they're oppressed, not letting kids learn and think it like on their own and, and, and see it themselves. They're telling them this before they may never experience it. Even though they are in the country of America getting an education, they're telling them that they're oppressed, which makes that alone makes no sense. No, no. And uh, my whole thing on that is that, that whole the title I don't like the title of it, and I think it it's certain content from it should be taught, but the whole thing needs to be reevaluated. And I don't want to say the word balance, but it needs to be reevaluated. I think history should be taught monthly, 
Like, I don't think Black History Month should be also one of the smallest months. And again, that's, I don't think there should be a Black History Month. I no, think it's I, ridiculous that there is one. But uh, I'm not saying I, I like that. I think everyone should either have their their months. Again, this is me having everyone embrace something. Right. Uh, getting a little little piece of the pie, like uh, embracement and homage towards it. But besides that, I think history should be taught monthly, as in this event happened at this time in life chronologically, and that's how history teachers should teach it. So, like, kids are learning as the months are going by a progressive form of history in a chronological order. So whether whatever happened in critical race theory or any other thing it's not separating or segregating people it's keeping everyone in chronological order so like if certain events actually happened they should be taught you know what i mean no yeah no i don't know what you mean oh like so what i un i've never did the research on uh crt right mhm but what the the media that I tend to look at wants to depict it as as a negative thing, which I like to say, well, there's two sides of the story. There's got to be a positive and a negative out of it. So the lessons that are being taught, if they're trying to say, like, people were oppressed and these are examples of it in the history book that they're teaching, those, if they're all factual events, they should be taught. All right. First of all, critical race theory has nothing to do with history. They, they want you to think that. And it has nothing to do with being taught the negative history of the United States or the world. See, that's what I no. That's what the, that's I that, wanted that, to believe. No, that's what the propaganda is telling you that it, that 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 people who are against CRT are against teaching that those things. That's not what CRT is. That's at, what it. It's not what it is. I know at that's all. not what it is. But, but if that, there is content in there. No, it it's, shouldn't it's be. It's limited. not. It's not what it is at all. Because okay. that stuff is taught in school. It should be taught to a more a bigger extent, yes. Yeah. It's, but that's history class. That's not CRT. It's history class. Okay? There's a lot of things in this world that are omitted from history class. You know, we don't. We never learned about the Cambodian genocide. Now, if you were up in Lowell, in which is a, a, a huge Cambodian, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Population, and. They spent three months talking about slavery, but never talking about Cambodian genocide. Is that fair? Hmm. You know what I mean. So it's just like, is that what the you book have in the Killing Fields was about? Yes. No, that was Vietnam, and that was no, I think um, it was Korea. No, it, it was Vietnam. It was Pol Pot. Um, the. Like that's barely taught too. That's not taught. No, it that's, was, but it's like it's it, 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 it's, it's brushed. It's it's brushed over. Yeah. Now, and that's what the, the, the. But that's not CRT. CRT is just based off the fact that everything in this country, legally and institutionally, You're is born into oppression. It, yes, is racist. You know, it's all white based. And I hate that. It is, but but that's the thing that that this you know originally came out. I think the late seventies, early eighties. It was coined back then as legal terms. And then obviously it it, just, it caught steam a couple of times throughout um, throughout the past couple of decades, and now it's recaught um, steam again to mean to do this to say that you basically white people are this and everybody else is this. Yeah, like building young minds up with a chip in their shoulder already is setting up for failure. Now you know what's interesting about that. Now that you really even you said it that way, when you talk to a skinhead or white supremacist or, or see an interview with one, when you ask them 
Why did they become that? It's because of the same shit that the CRT is doing to other these kids. It really is. They always tell you that I don't. I didn't know any better. I was brought up to hate these people because they did this, 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 and this. And that's what they're telling these these, these that's kids. Why that. I, I never was fully against it, uh, or am I? But I think it should be an advanced elective. So if you want to be a psych major, then hop into that course and you know get that perspective. I don't think it should be taught in high school at all. I think it should be a college thing if people want to learn it. I think if no, I think if you're smart enough, um, high school student, like an advanced learner, I think go for it. Like I think it should be an elective. It shouldn't be a mandate because some people won't be able to comprehend it. Some people will get the wrong feedback that they're. I don't think to it should be taught at all. I mean, that's the thing. It shouldn't be taught that. You know, that that anybody is oppressed or anybody is anything in the modern day because it's not true. It's a complete fucking lie. I take it as, again, with with uh, people don't like shit that I watch or, you know, just seem interested in. So, like, I take it as that. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'd even give it a shot just to see what it's all about. You know, so I'm just absorbing whatever message that. I want to know about. And again, if you if you're an advanced learner and a thinker, like go for it. Just just to hear it out and then you can determine your own thing. So like for me, I don't think it's just like the vaccine. It shouldn't be mandated or forced on anyone both. But if they want it, fucking go for it. Why am I I'm not going to hold it from you. Yeah, but it should not be a primary school topic. No, but like again, it's not. You're not going to have main teachers that do it for forcefully, so it's an elective. So like that should not teacher, be a, a primary school elective either. Well, shouldn't yeah. be at all. I think it should, uh, no, it shouldn't be. No, it should in college. It should be. You want to get into that stuff? Bring it to college. But you can go into college with at least your last junior senior year. With it's a not a major. It's a thought. It's it's basically a philosophy class, and that's all it is. Yeah. And no, I don't even think they should have philosophy classes well, there's, in, in there's high like school. Women's studies. Yeah, in college. Yeah, I mean they don't have that in high school yet. But yeah, it's an advanced class, is what I take it as. It's an advanced class. It shouldn't be taught. So you're saying certain now you're saying that only certain people should be able to take the class, which isn't fair if either. They want which to. is actually the no, point of the class by separating people. If they want to. But you said it's an advanced possible. class, so you're saying only advanced students should be able to take well, it. Well, if it's an elective, right? Mm-hmm. Go for it. And if it's in college, yeah, you sign up to your own courses. You'll be like, you know what? I want to take the CRT one. I want to take women's studies. I took uh, art history, women's art history for a whole semester, one of my years. I was obviously, you know, flirting with one of the girls in there, but I took it and it was good. And I passed it. Um, Honestly, all it was was just women in art. And they didn't talk about men, but they did definitely were talking about how women were, like, the primary source of art. You know, so, like, I think everything with those electives focuses on whatever the subject matter to be the greater part of the subject. Because that's how they teach to embrace. They're going to make you glorify. And that goes back to propaganda on its own, right? Yep. What yeah, so I'm going to talk to you about in, in, in the education system. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk to you about. Remember the bomb digs. Every country make themselves be the bomb digs. So women's studies, bomb digs. Women made men. Chicken and egg. You know? No, I don't know. What the hell does that do with propaganda? 
that when I took the women's studies, they promoted that you know men needed women for models, or women were like the muse of all this stuff. But mm-hmm. you never really know who it is because the man painted it. Or you need a man and a female to have birth. So again, the chicken and egg. Who came first? I don't fucking know. We were both here. Okay. But they're gonna. Oh yeah, well they're gonna pump to turns you up on one side. Yeah, I mean manipulate your brain. Yeah, but like I said, that's another philosophical concept or so or psycho, psychological concept yeah. more than anything, you know. Um, but we'll get get away from this shit. Um, I think another big one that I have on here was um, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse case. You and I went over this extensively. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. On our own. And Cause that has people. That was propaganda galore against this one, you know, out, you know, this one poor kid who, you know, def- who defended himself. And if with, you stuck up for that kid, you were fucking yeah, I dragged. Mean, and, I mean, I remember when it first happened, you contacted me right away asking about what videos were out there to be seen. And, you know, I thought you were thinking this and that because it was basically only like three clips at that point. Yeah. And then we find out there's multiple, multiple never clips. Saw, they never show you the antecedent of why he was no. running. And all they tell you is that a kid showed up in town with a gun into a town he shouldn't have been in to um, at a BL, BLM protest to basically shoot black people. Right. That's what they told you when he went in and he shoots three kills or shoots three three white people. But people thought it was... And they still call them racist. And people now still believe, there are people right now who still believe he shot black people yeah. because they don't do their own research because the media told them this. Oh my God. And that- they wanted to say that he was a white supremacist and because he had, you know, that he has white supremacist ties because one day he showed up at a... Um, a, a Proud Boys gathering at a, at a restaurant or something like that because they invited him because the poor kid basically had no supporters. So, yeah, yeah okay. Um, and, like, they, they threw this kid under the bus with zero facts, and people ran away with this. And there was another anti-gun thing, anti-this, and it, it was all part of their agenda, and it was chock full of propaganda that they used this kid, poor kid for, and he's going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a billionaire by the end of all his lawsuits, um, for defaming him and slandering him. And we saw all in the media that this kid did this, 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 and this, and it made him, like I said, a white supremacist. It made him, you know, doing stuff illegally. Nothing he did was actually illegal. Um, He was 17 years old with a gun, which he didn't bring across state lines, but they told you he did um, from from where. What was uh, the facts that his friend gave him the gun? He went there and his his friend gave him the gun to use. Which I guess is legal. Yes, when he was in a town. That he shouldn't have been in, which we found out his 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 father's side of the family lives in that town. He worked at the place where he was, or worked in the town where he was, and a friend wanted him to go there and check on the location. So he had a right to be there. He had more right to be there than the people who were fucking protesting and tearing up the town. Right, because the footage you see on that case was uh, a group of individuals approaching him and whoever was watching over the building, and didn't they, like, throw... Uh, a carriage with a propane tank or something? Yes, them. You know, flaming something or rather at him. And then, so I remember you see that clip, and then you see the clip of him running, and it's like, what happened in between there? Because it was obviously caught on film somewhere. And it was, and it was eventually shown in court, but then they had the whole thing where he was getting smacked with a skateboard, but all we saw was him shooting somebody yes. when he was on the ground. Yeah. And you didn't see the other angles. You do see the footage of weeks prior or whatever where he, like, didn't he, like, body slam a girl or something? 
They said that. I don't, they think they found out the video wasn't him. They said it was him. But it wasn't him. It wasn't him? Was no, it, it, was a, it was a shitty video. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. What about the kids that were in the video? Did they ever confess and say no, it was him? No, no. It was just someone saw a video and said it looked like him. Um, but... You know, they, you know, we did see him initially, you know, give up to the police because he was running to the police to give the for safety and gave himself up and properly gave himself up, put the gun down and everything, did everything properly. And they they try to slander him for everything, saying that he shouldn't have been doing whatever he's doing and he was this terrible person, yada, yada, yada. And to, 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 with no merit, with none whatsoever. The media just made up a story and a bunch of stories that turned out to be lies. Yeah. Absolute proven lies. And they've done this time and time again. Okay? They did it with the, the what is it, Derek Chauvin, Eric Chauvin? The cop that killed um, the criminal there. He's a bad dude. All right? But th- th- that's not where I'm getting at. They, they made it a race thing. There was never, there's, there's still no evidence to this date that it was a race issue. They turned it into a race issue, propaganda. And look at what it did. It caused billions of dollars in damage. It caused riots. It caused, you know, a bunch of people to get hurt and lose their businesses. So I don't think overall it was a race issue. I do think them having their history together was a personal race issue with him and him. Why do you think it was a personal race issue? I think that cop had tiny dick syndrome. Okay, so he, but just because he was a bully to the to him, and had an ego issue, does how is that a racist issue? I think it, it's like an inferiority complex. Bigotry, bigotry With. isn't racism. Look at that, Dan. Nice, you drew that tonight. That's kind of frightening though at the same time. But bigotry isn't racism, so. There was no evidence of of him doing, you know, being racist, doing racist things or anything of that. But they made it an issue because a, a, a white cop killed a black guy. And that is bullshit. And not saying what he did was right, wrong or anything. I'm not defending him. I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying it wasn't a proven race issue. And that's the problem. They put it in people's heads that it was. And there's going to be plenty of people who think I'm an idiot for saying that and it all must have been and blah, blah, blah. If I was to take that theory and then say that any black person who shoots a white person then must be a race issue. It must be, right? By that theory. I'm going to take one pull. No. No. We got crazy. No. Okay. Not in the house. For fuck's sakes. Just a pull. No. Okay. Potheads, dude. I just, I seriously, I can't. I can't. <laughs> all right. Unfucking believable. Right. The, um, but there was no, there's no evidence of it. There was none. And they, then they sit there and they take a, a drug addict criminal and try to make him out to this martyr and this civil rights being, and he wasn't. Well, I also look at Derek Coven, whatever, Chauvin. as a drug addict criminal as well. Okay. Because he definitely was. That's not my point, though. I'm not. We're not talking about the case. All right, we're talking about the propaganda. Yeah, it wasn't a black and white thing. I think there was a personal tie, and I think that's fine. But that's not the propaganda. But he was personally racist, which is why they. But what evidence do you have that he was personally racist (sighs) when he was literally sitting there with two other of the Puerto Rican and Asian cop? I hear you, but it's not unlikely that he wasn't. 
How? With what proof? Uh, you know, I can just when you can just sense the chi of someone, John. I sense. He was literally a thousand miles away. I don't know how you sense a chi a thousand miles away. Why was he? What do you mean a thousand miles away? It happened in Minnesota. Yeah. 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 So how do you sense a chi a thousand miles away? You can. I can like. I could feel it in him, and I hated watching that video. No, it was a terrible video. But I don't. In him, there was no empathy. Like I said, I don't know what their past was. I don't. So I can't base it off anything because... The only past that I am assumed to be led to believe is that they they worked together at a club, like bounces together, so they knew each other a little bit. But see, this is you doing what the media does. You're making assumptions, John. You're making a narrative based off of a guy looking a certain way, doing a certain thing. If we did that... My belly's pretty good. That's fine. Your belly can be whatever it wants to be, but doesn't make it a fact. I know it doesn't. It doesn't so at all. I, if you were to look at me walking, if you opinion. were if you were to look at me walking down the street, yeah. you imagine the opinions that people get about me. No, I hear you. So, I mean, is that fair to no, people to make that assumption? You knowing me for twenty somewhat years—that's someone's shitty opinion. It, it is, but you're trying to make it a fact and make it a reputation thing. No, well, yeah, you are. My shitty opinion is no, it, it, you're, you're, that you're, he was. Internally racist, not the other cops that. But that's that going with a narrative that sit there and literally can ruin somebody's life if it's not true. Is my point. He already ruined his life by doing what he did. Mm-hmm. But that's also you look what look what that opinion created in this country. It made people hate cops and call them all racists. All right, it caused two billion dollars in damages and killed eighteen people in the process. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So that gut feeling by other people did that. Do you think that's fair? To, do, to throw that out in the universe like that and do that to to, to somebody, no, whether he deserved it or not. Now, did he get life? Yes. So, I mean, justice was sort of served. Now, if he also died in prison, then justice is served better. That still has nothing to do with the point of selling the narrative that he was a racist. No. This isn't a justifi- I, the justification conversation. No, I, I hear you. So, like, the, I don't agree that it was uh, a police versus black America race thing. I think it was utilized for that agenda. Mm -hmm. But I personally am opinionated on the fact that he was racist in his heart. You cannot use personal opinion. I guess I understand it's your opinion. You cannot. My point is you can't use personal opinions Put it out in the universe on a mass scale worldwide, like they did, and justify it. Mm. If you cannot cause the, a race war based off of an opinion, you obviously you can, but you shouldn't. Is what I'm saying. With non factual things, it's like the people who called January 6th an insurrection, but all the 700 people that they they arrested for that, none of them are being charged with an insurrection. Which, yes, it is a legal thing you can be charged with because they cannot prove it. No, because same thing here. Back could, in the day, that would have been patriotic. Doesn't no. I'm just talking about legally, legally, John. I'm not right. talking about historically and things that change. I'm talking about legally. It cannot. You cannot charge any of these people with insurrection because they cannot prove it. Same thing with him. You cannot prove that it was a hate crime, and right. that's what they were saying that it was. As but he was not charged. As long as they proved it as murder, then boom. It, but they. But they didn't care about that part. They sold the hate crime part of it to the world. Yeah, and that's the media. 
And they, they exactly. So because someone, because everybody had someone had a gut feeling and said that's what it is. Mm-hmm. People who filmed it or whatever else. People had the same feeling as you said that. And look what that caused. Yeah. Look at the damage that caused. Is my point. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the power of propaganda in the media. And to that point. And that's why I don't think it's fair for you and I to sit here and chat about it on a, on a podcast with negative four listeners, but it's not a thing to put out there for millions of people, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. multiple platforms. It's not because it's not fair. And that's what they did to Kyle Rittenhouse. And they tried to sit there and slam a 17-year-old kid for doing something and that was, wasn't necessarily intelligent, I'll say, being there in the situation he was in, but he also seemed like a super Boy Scout. Because he was going there to do, you know, he was giving medical attention to people. Never showed you that video, right? You know, because that's what he was there for—to protect and to help and assist. Yeah, yeah, no. 100%. But but they were barely telling, showing people that 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 stuff. He genuinely seems like a decent kid, mm-hmm. you know. And you can—that's all right. So that's again my opinion. When I see him and his body language and his demeanor, I don't sense the negative things that were portrayed about him. But when I watch Derek, whatever his fucking name is, I definitely see what the media depicted towards him. Like he, I don't see the, I still don't see the racism in it. Oh, it's in his eyes. I don't, I don't know what a racist person's eyes look like compared to another angry person's eyes. In the middle of his actions. Cause like, all right. uh, When you look at black and white fighters or right. When they're fighting each other, it's athleticism. You can see they're they're in there. They're combating for the sport. And yeah, but you're taking two people with the same goal in mind. You're not taking two people with two totally different goals and putting them in a. In that's a, what I'm saying. Like it was, it was force. It was excessive force on his individual part, not the other police officer. That's why I don't say a cab or whatever. I'm a ninety percent a guy, um, but. I you can see it in his demeanor when Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know what racist. Explain to me what racist demeanor is. It's just uh, it's a, in the intent that you can just read the language. There was more. Much if you would have beat up a black person well, no, or was, a Spanish person or an Asian person, would I see in your I've eyes into physical fights with people of in, different but did, ethnicities? But so what? Did, so in your eyes, did you not? Did you not have the racist demeanor? Is that what you're saying? Because mm-hmm. your eyes said it didn't. Yeah, because I felt like I was just fighting another man. So what you're saying is racists have different eyes and different looks than regular when people. When you're in the outside perspective, I think you can see where there's intent or uh, like a frustration. I I just I, I don't. I think I think a lot of that stuff is because when I got into a huge fight in Boston with a group of everyone, mm-hmm. right, all types of kids. And we won. That Spanish taxi driver who came out of the taxi cab and fucking raised my hand up and was like, you need to be in the ring. You told me he was Jamaican. <laughs> I don't know who When you was. told me the story, it was original story, he was right? Jamaican. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? He knew, like, oh, he didn't just beat up people because he's racist. He beat up people because he can fucking fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everybody else, didn't, but everybody else was racist then? So that's why he didn't pick them? No, I don't no get one it. in that, that circle was racist it was just the fucking fist fight with men mm-hmm. you know what i mean but when he killed george floyd i felt different intent i mean i guess i'm trying i understand what you're saying but i don't i don't see it i don't think it's a fair assessment 
to do same a, with to, the to make a, Zimmerman case. You can see it, even though he's uh, Jewish and Spanish. He looks or has the heart that I would assume would be judgmental. Like, even if uh, the kid he shot, Mm -hmm. whether he was provoking him or not, I think he shot him with lethal force, like, almost on purpose. Like, oh, well, he did this. I'm justified. You know what I mean? And I think you you don't have to do that if you don't have to get away with it. If you're a good shot, hit someone in the leg and then let the police... Dude, I love you people who keep saying shoot somebody in the leg like it's an easy fucking thing. I hear you. Like, I really do. That shit cracks me up. But if you can do something to restrain someone... I don't think you should have shot him in the first place anyway. That's what I'm saying. But so there's got to be a different way, an outlet, that if he can contain a person and then let the, the law hopefully do their job... You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see, it's just like people who say like, well, that's a you big, know, this, that, that person doesn't look like a serial killer. Well, I mean, the whole but ACAP every person thing. who doesn't look like a serial killer, it happens to be a serial killer. So, look, so like the, the assumptions on those type of things is wrong. The ACAP um, thing is huge propaganda too. Okay. So it stands for all cops are bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm a 90 percenter because I would like to say that all the cops accumulated in the country, there's got to be 10 percent out there at least that sign up to do the right thing and the just thing. And then the counter argument to that is, well, if they are and they're not afraid of their co-workers that are doing the bad thing, why aren't they ratting them out? And, like, that's where I, I'm like, well, I guess they go. So that's what makes all cops bad in their likes. The people that are full ACABers, right? They say, well, even if there are good cops, they're still bad cops because they're not ratting out the other cops because of the oath they took. So, like, I, I, I refuse to believe ACAB because I know plenty of officers that are wicked good dudes and do the right thing. And I still have to utilize them if I ever need them. You know, they would always come to my aid like I'm gonna call them if any drama or troubles are in my family and I need them like something real real life issues you know what I mean so what's your opinion on if there are good cops why aren't they ratting out the bad cops the same reason why I probably wouldn't rat you out loyalty yeah or do you think it's fair of them like with that officer in L.A. Who said it, he, this is the only time I'd ever rat anybody out, like for sure, is if you killed somebody, is if you wanted to kill somebody. What if it was a righteous kill, though? For instance, like someone like got, someone did assaulted some someone, right? And then I, I smoked that dude. It, well, it, it assaulted who and how. It depends on what it is. Like a, a just a gross crime, right? And then we took care of it on our own, and we were able to hide it. I, the, the only thing that I, there's very few things I think are justifiable killings, unless it's an eye for an eye thing. I believe in an eye for an eye punishments. Um, is anything that's done to children or your wife, you know what yeah. I mean? Like something along those, your mom, of course, yeah. your dad. But those are the, like, the, the, where I would roll with whatever the hell you're talking about. Justified. Yeah. So, but other stuff, I'm going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. So, it depends on what the cops aren't stepping up about and telling people about. 
That's I think that's where it comes down to for me. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you you think of specifically. Like if cops were like stealing shit and whatever else from you know drug scenes Did and whatever. You watch else, the no. newest Saw. I don't know. Uh, Spiral. No, I didn't. I can't find it online. Oh really? No, I've been able to find it's on it. It's one of the streaming platforms. Yeah, I it's probably one that I don't HBO. have. HBO Max. Yeah, they had all the other Saw movies at one point, but that's I don't where know. I saw Spiral. But um, I didn't see it, it goes along with that. Mm-hmm. It goes uh, along with um, one officer witnessing another officer murder someone, and he dimes him out, and then he gets shunned his whole career to the point where he gets set up by the other guys. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't want to give away the movie, but um, I mean, it's a Chris Rock's in the movie, so it's like Chris Rock acting in a, a horror movie. But the plot of the story is pretty cool, and it's written well. Chris Rock, he does it. He's sort of a force, but he, he's not bad in it, too, as it gets deeper. Okay. Uh, you'd have to watch it for me to explain. I don't want to be any spoilers and stuff, but... Uh, but he rats him out, but in this consequence to him ratting him out is what you say. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think there's ways, uh, you know what sucks? It's, there's got to be ways to rat people out without having to be involved in the rat out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, what's that, internal affairs? Yeah, but there's got to be a way that the people know you didn't talk to internal affairs. I don't know because I only see it on TV. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know how it really works. Yeah. But you know how, like, when some, we know of a crime. Or like female uh, military people that. You know, so no, I mean, well, there's this tip, this tip lines for, you know, a civilian's <clears> call <throat> and, uh, anonymously. Yeah. You know what I mean? This should be, you know, something along the lines of that. You Third know? party, like, yeah. investigators. You know, like, I, there's certain things that make you feel, I think if you feel uncomfortable about things, you know, I mean, it's hard to turn a cheek. But, yeah, so people are putting people behind bars that shouldn't be, you, you, you know, as far as legally, sh- that's an ethical thing as a cop you shouldn't be doing. So there and, is a whole agenda with the ACAB and the defunding thing, which... I'm not really part of because I think that's uh, a part of our infrastructure that the world needs. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I spoke about that a, f- a few times on a few different podcasts, and that's something I always mention. I don't understand people who sit there and say, well, you know, we saw it. The, uh, Antifa did it a lot. Yeah. You know, the anti-cop, you know, throwing shit at cops, and then when they're getting their ass beat, what's the first thing they do? It's call so for like, the cops. Why wouldn't they let the truckers take over like they let Chaz take over? Just impressive, like a, right? Yeah. That was, that's, a, that's another thing. Now, the propaganda thing is where they sit there and they'll justify... The truckers aren't murdering and raping people like no, what's happening they're, in they're bouncy. I talked about that, you know, previously. It was where they're sitting there and the media is telling you that there's, they're being racist and they're being violent, but they, they have yet to show any evidence of this. That's the thing, folks. They will, they will tell you everything up and down, but they very rarely show you evidence. Yeah. They don't. And... They won't tell you where the sources come from. If they tell you to go to the CDC website when it comes to COVID, they don't tell you where. Because you have ever gone to the CDC website, it is hard to find shit. Yeah. You and I have gone back and forth yeah. looking for, like, one time looking for a specific Wait, number. I, it's I not easy. I still have uh, the open window to the NIH where the cannabinoids uh, kill fucking COVID. And it's an official NIH page and because I knew I would lose it I still have the window open for like fucking four or five months yeah on my Google search because it's, it's a window it's, it's it's just hard to find stuff so you it's don't want to lose it and, and this is another thing real quick on the CDC is that people will try to uh, debunk or uh, shit on the veyers when the CDC forwards you to the veyers yeah 
<laughs> and I'm like, wait, well, so. Well, I remember I, when I first told you about it, and then I was just like, I, I, I made sure I told you there was an open source thing because I knew the backlash you would get from the people you were telling them about it. Yeah. And they do. You get it. Be like, oh, that's not. Because you know why they say it's not reliable? Because people told them it's not reliable. And like the CDC forwards you back to but it. But before that, it was it's the most reliable thing in the world. On the back of all the tests that they just Every single out fucking vaccine right that now. you use. Yeah. Has been because of the feedback from VS that's tested. The they could look in their own fucking uh, free test that they hand out nowadays, mm-hmm. and it says report to the Vayers right on the fucking box. Yes, and we, yes, we know that people when it's an open source thing, people can report whatever. But here's the uh, on the flip side of that, they also say about sixty percent of doctors do not even report on Vayers because they just don't take the time to do it because yeah. they might not have the time, especially if it's emergency room and big city stuff where all the major stuff like that happens. So they do not report that. Ones who are specific with specific things looking for it are going to most likely report it and that's it or like with general practitioners and stuff like that emergency room doctors are going to see it over and over and over again in one night they ain't going to report it circle talking to propaganda with them fudging the numbers they, yep. they haven't giving out factual numbers of you yeah, and I talked to, talked about that right off when you didn't you have an aunt that passed away from cancer yeah exactly and they said she died of COVID she was in hospice well, stage four, like really bad. Almost. She only had like out. a couple of weeks anyway, right? Yeah. And um, they they again. So it's died from or with COVID. Give we us- were saying that for so long, and then all of a sudden they just brought that up. Yeah. What a month ago. And they said they'll they'll eventually have those numbers out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they got to come up. We'll get to that in the COVID episode. Um, the next thing I want to get into is the the voting rights thing that you're shoving down your throat. By yeah. sitting there telling you that um, it's racist, it's it's taking your rights away, it's, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And the, the biggest example of that when it's all started was with um, with the Georgia writing bill that changed. And they just basically refined it. It didn't change. It actually made it better. Now, they, they sit there and told you, that they, they'll tell you over and over and over again that needing a voter ID is racist. And we all know that's the biggest crock of shit in the planet. I think that's the wackest shit in the world. And I think it's a slap. This is the thing. They are slapping minorities in the face left and right. Yeah. And they don't even realize it. Well, that's why you can't even reference Candace Owens' argument with that. Because people fucking say, oh, she's just a- She doesn't count as a black person. Yeah. And um, her point is great because she's super pro-black and like an activist, in my opinion. Just a very smart, strong lady. And they want to devalue her as well. A lot of people hate her, but she's fucking sexy. There is a huge... And she's smart as hell. Yeah. There's a huge rise on YouTube of... I think she's sexy. Of black conservatives. Like young. I'm talking young. In their 20s. 100%. Come, come. Who's that other sexy one that I tell you? Uh, the Kimberly Kleischer. Kleischer. These girls are sexy. And they're uh, smart. I love them. All right. I don't want to hear you Sorry, thump, thumping under my table. Yeah, like Sorry. she's going to listen to this. Right. Right. You'll, you'll, the last thing your wife wants to do is listen to you and me talk for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, what are you talking about? Candace Owens. <laughs> but the whole, with, with the voting rights thing, it's like the number one thing they say it's racist because you need, you need an ID. So uh, recently with Michelle Wu, right? If, so if she opens up the MBTA for everyone, right, for free. That then becomes no excuse for people to have to travel to go get IDs. So you need the rest of the country to follow suit, and then we'd have to figure out some ways to pay for the maintenance and all the services provided. Well, that's why the MBTA should be a private entity and not be a public entity. 
So, like, again, if she's going to offer MBTA free statewide, that gives no one without an ID an excuse to travel to a place to go get an ID to walk in and vote. There is no excuse for not having an ID, with or the exception that you owe a shitload of money to get vote through the mail, you should still write in your fucking... No, you should send in a copy of your ID. No, I, I look, so if you have a scan... Let's say if it's a Scantron, so people don't have to hand-read your numbers... You're scantroning your fucking license number. Boom, 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 boom. So when you slide your vote in, everything's scantron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your number. Mm-hmm. Boop. Then you're already, you're registered. Well, no, you I can't think, vote I, anymore. I think, yeah, the, the, that, I still think having an actual photocopy of your ID is the best way, is the more. But sure again, way to do it. like I can take your photocopy and mail it and say you voted. Yeah, but you'd only be used once. It'd still take all the information off of it. Right. Same um, way. Yeah, you know, like, so once they, I think, yeah, if I need to show you a Vax card to go look at fucking fine art in Boston, yep. you should be able to show your fucking ID to fucking. To, 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 to make a decision that affects the whole who's country. the next mayor of fucking Boston? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. It's, it's, so it's a ridiculous thing. They also said that you're not allowed to hand out food and water. When you're standing out there for hours. Now, that's a complete and utter lie. Jen Psaki actually said it two months ago. And it's a complete and utter lie because the fact is you're not allowed to sit there and promote a certain party within 150 feet of a voting station. So that's the, that's, that's the rule. It's a rule. It's a law. So the point is that after 150 feet, you can give all the people water they want. Now, they also changed the law that you're also not sitting around waiting four to six hours to vote. So if you can't bring your own fucking water, first of all, if you see a line, you're an idiot. Everybody should know by this day and age, always have a drink in your car. I mean, you really only need it in the southern states because it's hot as balls down there. Yeah. You know? Know? And, it's, and it's always in November, so it's not I, fucking scorching hot. I had this conversation with someone about voting uh, a couple weeks ago. I go, I don't know. I fucking just went in and did it, and I was out within, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Where the fuck are you voting? I was like, right outside of Boston? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you Wasn't can, too crazy for me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can plan your day a little bit better, folks. Um, but either way, if you're if you're waiting, then you're waiting. But they're finding ways to, to, to um, you know, to prevent you from having to wait. They change the voting time, so you actually have more time to vote. Yeah. Okay. And you get paid. Yes. And they also tell you that... Um, the I, I think personally, I think um, the voting day should be a day off. Personally, it's only once every four years, yeah. and it should be a day off for the simple fact that that way you can make sure you can get in because everybody pretty much goes after work. Yeah. I just leave work early to go because yeah. um, I don't want to wait in line, even though it's literally up the street. I just leave early and do it. Um, but they should it should be a day off. Like again, even if you're me and you write in D's nuts, if you please. waste a vote like he did. You know, the votes that people kill and die for in the world, you know. I voted for a lot of other things real, but. You could have literally just wrote somebody in, like a I real still person took in. the action. Yes, he did. He still went through and waited in his 15 minutes and whatever, but regardless. Jill Stein wasn't going to win. It doesn't matter. It's still put him on there because, you know, it still goes on as a record. Well, if I wrote in Mr. T, that's a real person. Yeah, but doesn't it's not going to match with anybody else. It's not, most likely not going to put down Mr. T. It's a waste. But I voted for a real person if I did that. It's still a waste of a vote is my point because it's not a serious vote. It's a joke at that point. It sort of was. It sort of, these nuts sort of was. He had 13%. That's pretty big. 
That's stupid. But regardless, I mean, it's it's stupid. It's I mean, it's it's it, you 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 laugh about it, but in all reality, when you talk to people who, who whose family members die for this shit, it's not funny anymore. I know. You know, you don't know because you still laugh about it to this day. No, it just sucks because they died for a cause they believed in that has turned to shit, and that sucks because they had their deaths are in vain. I'm not talking about in this country. I'm talking about worldwide. This country's not allowed to do this. And that yeah. like you ever see if you you know ever take the time to look up when countries became democracies and they could vote, these people were in tears mm-hmm. because they actually finally felt like they had a say in something. And those people, you know, the, suffered. Like in Israel or Russia, they don't really have the right to vote. Them shits is pre-picked too. Yeah, well, I mean, most of them, you know, really are. Even when we occupy a new country. But is that is that still options, an excuse to make a mockery of it that way, though, when they're no, still fighting for it? No, hey. So what uh, you're essentially saying that these people don't have a choice. I do, but I'm going to make a joke out of it. Well, it's like these are the options I'm given, which is why me and uh, one of my buddies, we had the great idea of, I was I don't know if it was with you. It was either you no, or you and I had never had a uh, of having more of a parliament. Yeah, not, no, like it, not bipartisan. Like we should have seven different parties to choose from. We technically we do. We just there's a majority rule on the two parties. And, you know, I mean, we're allowed to have other parties. We just you know people don't push them as much. I've had a, a, this conversation with other people about parliament. Um, and having a system like that. The problem with the parliament system that I think is that we, as people, we have say to put them in there, and that's it. Yeah. We have no say for anything else. So what happens is the leader of the parliament can change a rule like that on his right, own. Right, right, right. Then that's not fair. Now, in parliament also, you have literally a representation from every type. So you can have actually a representation from skinheads in there. Mm. You know what I mean? So you can have, so you need the representation from everywhere to do that if you have enough people. I was going to say, if you have a regional parliament, so like... Northwest has someone who represents that section. Southwest. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean they, right? they get broken down into pieces like that. Yeah, I mean if they could find a way to something like that, I would. Then, I mean, I'd be up for the idea. But like I said, the problem with it most of all is that our, our, our word stops at the vote. And then those would have internal votes on their own. So that section, say if you ran central, central, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, all right, I'm going to go to my section. We're going to throw out that question. And we're going to see what the majority of my section votes. And that goes around for everyone who represents that section of the United States, right? Mm -hmm. And then they come back with a feedback, majority wins. Mm -hmm. You know, so if, like, the majority of the sections voted yes or no, Mm -hmm. boom, it goes through with the majority. Yeah, like I said, it's similar here how it kind of takes us out of it as well. Um, I think the key to it, honestly, is what happens if you don't perform at your job in the next amount of time? Say in six months you're not doing your job right. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much going to get canned. You should, when you go into government, you should be able to, you should have to accomplish X amount of standards in X amount of time, or you're gone. Well, you gotta. I would like to also with that. I think I agree with it, but taking consideration anything for eternal setups. What do you mean? So things should always have a third party evaluation. Like what if you're being set if, up? Yeah, if only. To, they, they supposedly do. Supposedly. Right, right, right. Yeah. So if so. you're being set up by the opposite side to fail, and then you fail and you get kicked out, there should be something also that's saying, were there, was there any foul play in that? If there was a way to allow people to continuously vote on things as a whole, it'd be even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. if an issue came up that, you know, that they could, that they were split on. 
like this whole these, like these bills and stuff like that, um, like these big bills that cost a shitload of money. If there's a way for it wasn't just the people, you know, two sides fighting about it, and it was, um, and the people could actually like they had to defer to the people. Mm-hmm. That'd be I think that'd be better. But I don't even know how that would happen. And it should be because we're the, it's we're the ones living under their bills. Exactly. So you know if 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 only that were a thing. But that's the problem with bills. It's like like the last you know the build back, build crack better, bill. You know that's you know two thousand pages long. I actually started reading it, and you know every day I'd read a few pages of it. And it's funny how they're written. These bills are written. If you read them from the beginning, this sounds good. This sounds great. Keeps growing forever. You know I'm like I don't really see anything wrong with them. So I just said this is weird because the stuff I'm seeing bad I don't I can't find. I'm not reading. So I scrolled to the bottom. And started backwards. That's where all the fucked up shit is. It's hidden, in to the point where you know people ain't gonna make it this far. So let's put all the weird shit in the bottom. That's what they did. They put all the stuff that we're gonna give money to the media. We're gonna give money to um to what you know certain uh like programs that like I've never heard of before. Like those are those type of things are all in the bottom. You can scroll through again and things sound good. Then you're like, oh, wow, they're going to give money to radio stations? Like, they're giving money to journalists? Why? So they can write good shit about them. Because they can give these grants. And I remember reading specifically, I had to literally, the wording is fucking weird to me. So I have to literally sit there and reread it over and over again. And I read, remember when I got to the journalist one, I was just like, so they're giving grants to journalists for certain things if they do this. So it was basically payola, so yeah, they'd yeah, write yeah. Good, good to them. Um, and I was just like, this is fucked. They were doing the same thing with read media as a whole with radio stations and shit. <clears throat> so I was just like, this is fucked up. I don't want my money to go to that. Mm-hmm. You want to spend $6 trillion, you raise that debt in their inflation for this? No fucking way. Yeah. You know, so when you see those type of things, so, this, so why it's written in there is beyond me. Put in the shit that's the important stuff, which is, we'll say, 10 things. I don't need the other fucking, the country doesn't need the other 850 things you snuck in there. You know, the whole thing where like, they sneak in like, we're going to give amnesty to all the illegal immigrants. What the fuck does that have to do with building back better? Right. Nothing. Right. You know, it's all bullshit. But they're going to sit there and they're going to tell us the same thing. Like, when they told us, when they wanted, I don't, it might have been the Build Back Better plan. They're like, you know, do you still believe in, um, you know, the whole defunding the police? Jen Psaki would sit on the podium. She goes, well, if you actually read the Build Back Better, the bill, it says that if um, the Republicans are actually the ones who don't want, who wanted to fund the police because it's in the bill to put funding into the police stations. And it's just like, well, listen, do you hear what you just and I was just like, this is bullshit. But she, like, she, if you don't sit there and quickly analyze what she just said, she says, we're going to put funding in, and they're blocking that. That's not defunding. That You, you can't defunding is something that's no, that do, there, where there isn't funding. Right. You want to take money that exists away. That money that you're talking about doesn't exist. So she's making it sound like one thing. Again, propaganda, right, from the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on those things. She's a master at that shit. No, she's a master at ignoring shit. But, yeah, she is very good at... um. At bullshitting. She's a redhead. Yes, in case folks you didn't know, she is a redhead. She's Peppermint Patty or Raggedy Ann, whatever you want to call her. Absolutely no. She is stereotypical. Yeah, she's like, if. Yeah, she is the. If you were to think of like the redhead stepchild joke, that's exactly what she it is. She is condescending, redheaded. She is. Soulless. She needs to be coot booted straight out the White House. 
She does know. it really well. Yeah. So, but yes, if you ever want to hear propaganda, I mean, it's fine. She's, she's easier on the eyes than uh, the lady who represented Donald. I forget. Kaylee McEnany? No, the, the lady with the big jaw. Oh, before Kaylee McEnany? I can't remember her name. She was awesome, though. I think they both were awesome. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. She looked like Rosie. Yeah, she's running for... No, she didn't. She did. I see what you're talking about, but no. Yeah. No. It's funny that he hated Rosie so much, but he had the other lady speaking for him. Looked just like her. What was her name? Her name was Big. I can't remember. She was running the shit for a second. Yeah, let's look it up real quick. Well, I can't remember her name. She was. I thought she was awesome what she did. No, she was great. She was. She had attitude. She was fierce. Saki's much easier on the eyes, but Saki is very good at her job. I hate her so much. Sarah Sanders. Sarah Sanders, exactly. Yeah. She was really good at her job. She was awesome. Katie McEnany was killer at her job, though. She was hot. Well, I don't know what she looks like. What? The blonde woman who always came out with the giant notebook with tabs? Mm-mm. Seriously. I even have a Katie McEnany t-shirt. My, I remember my homegirl, Tommy, though. She was cooking. Tommy Loren? Yeah. Smoker. Yeah, she is. Kaylee Did she get canceled, too? No, she's still around. Still doing her thing. She's still on Fox. Oh, man, that girl is smoking. Yeah. Where do you hire her? <laughs> she used to do, um, she worked on these campaigns. But anyway, the, um... <laughs> See, I like that about a president who would say, like, she's real easy on the eyes, though, huh? I like that. I think I need that. I had a dentist say that to me about his assistant. Um, Speaking of dentists earlier, apparently I'm going to do a part two of this podcast and just go straight to the points. (laughs) Well, there was those other notes I wanted to talk about that will lighten up the conversation of American propaganda. Okay. Sum this up because this is good content for us. Back to the Russian stuff. Right? Russia received a whole lot of propaganda throughout their whole history. But during the Cold Wars, that was good. I think us on the American end, we're receiving some of the best, best propaganda through the masses of movies and stuff in the Cold War, especially like Red Dawn to me is like the ultimate uh, Cold War masterpiece. Well, I think if you look at any 80s, remember, did you did you and I have this conversation during our cultural, I mean, our 90s podcast where we said that the best way to know what's going on in the world is to watch a, is to watch a action movie and see who the villain is? Yeah. Yeah. Iron Eagle. But the only fucked up part is there's no China villains. Chinese Ever. villains? None. And let's do, take out the triads. There are no Chinese terrorists. No? None. The last movie that tried to do it was the, the modern-day Red Dawn that they said that they had to digitally change to Koreans. That's really funny. Hollywood made them change it Yeah. after they filmed the movie. That you is the last— propaganda. That's re- exactly. Reinvented. That is the last movie. That is the last movie that tried to—in only mainstream movie that tried to have China as a um, terrorist. That's really for, funny. And none of them do. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why that is propaganda, happen. folks. Without actually show, um, showing you the propaganda, you think China rules the world already? It was. I remember reading an article in like the early two thousands 
where they said all the money was going to be in China and India. Like the transfer of gold and who who controls like the main funding of the world and how the finances were going to shift. And we're literally there right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not a surprise. And I remember uh, like we couldn't go back to the top of the hub on one of my last field trips. That um, it was right when China bought. They didn't even have or label the buyer. They just said China bought the top floor of the Pru because it's one of Boston's biggest antennas. And how they like even when Trump said, "And you guys will be owned by China." Mm-hmm. Like I think he was giving us the cheat codes before he signed out on his farewell address. Like you guys are fucked. China's definitely going to buy you out because this guy's been in Congress and in the in the system for, what's it, 50 fucking years. 47, but yeah. Okay. He's been making deals forever. And that this was already predetermined. I, I, I like to believe, I'm not saying this guy was like the savior or not, but he gave us four years to try to figure shit out. And he, well, he woke I up, think he, he got cheated out of it. Again, he shot himself in the foot, though, too. Um, but I think he gave us four years of preventing some of this shit that we're going into. I don't see us going all the way into it because oh, we just got to get through two more years. And I personally don't feel this admin has a chance in the next election. That's well, at opinion. the rate that they're going, but we'll see. Well, don't forget, they're tossing the propaganda out there at this point, so we'll see where they get. But people are catching on to it, and it shows. It shows in the numbers. No one's watching the Olympics. It shows in, obviously, the, um, you know, in, in, in mostly in online interactions. When you look at the White House social media accounts, you see the comments. There's nothing, po- never anything positive on anything they post. I have well, hundreds of thousands of comments. Olympics, right? Propaganda. America's racist. America lets you protest any fucking way you want, lets you take over cities, but the athletes can't wear BLM t-shirts in China at the Olympics. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. You know what I mean? Because they said they don't want any political protest on their their grounds. No, they, I thought it was they didn't want them to make any say anything about the Uyghurs and. The slavery and the, the labor in China yeah. specifically. What's the deal with what I keep hearing? Was a tennis player was like kidnapped or something? Or she went missing? Yeah, she went missing. Is she found? I don't know. Like don't. that's fucked up. <laughs> but that's nothing new. That's well known. I know, but where are the bad guys? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, NBC's on tons of fire for and in hot water for supporting. Um, the and actually pumping up China and going with their propaganda. And China had brought up when by putting they purposely had put in, um, you know, Uyghur athletes to show that we treat them great and yada yada yada. NBC, you know, had commented on how that was countering what the world was saying about China, and they actually sent home Mike Tirico. For mentioning from broadcasting at the, you know, you, you, you must even know the name Mike Tirico. You might not know the face. He's a very, very well known and very good commentator, sports commentator. And he, they sent him home for, for making a comment about um, just the next day, gone. 
for making a comment about the stuff over in China. Well, they were probably like, you're going to die, so we're sending you home. And then a they tried to, they, the senator from, I don't know where the senator was from, he put a commercial together with that um, Enos Cantor Freedom from the Celtics on yeah. exposing all the stuff going on over there by label, by naming and showing all the logos of all the major corporations that benefit from the, the slavery, the slave labor over there. And they bought time from NBC, and NBC refused it. Hmm. But what, what they ended up getting better out of it by, was by refusing that commercial. They got played everywhere else for free. Oh, so they actually ended up blocking out with that commercial because of it being banned. People watched it, and then people actually appreciated you know, what they were doing, what they were saying. So it was mm-hmm. actually seen by more people because nobody's watching NBC. So um, how do you feel as when I listen to old speeches from, like, Eisenhower and Kennedy and stuff, like, how do you feel about America liberating countries like that? Like, I don't know if we should or not. I don't even know if I want to touch that conversation, but... What do you mean? Like, if we know atrocities are occurring right now in China, should we go and help the people? No. I don't think we should be going to help anybody. I think there's other ways to control it, Um, specifically with China. I mean, they're in a different boat than, say, like a— Like, you can't cut them off from world economics because they almost are their own world economics. No, but you can find ways to—what you do is you don't do— business with them. And what happens is, and this is just my observation, I'm not an economist, economist, and I think economists actually don't, aren't as brilliant as they like to make you think they are. Um, anyway, but anyway, I'm not any professional in this whatsoever. But what, what the thing is, is though, you when you give, if you look at China and you see how it was built, China's a fairly new industrial nation. I mean, they, they're they're way younger than we are. Um, actually, most of Asia is when it comes to um, building up, you know, a built up to as far as cars being in nations and things along those lines. Yeah, what would you say, around 50s? I would say even later than that. Um, they started really, Asia didn't even start really making cars until... If you think, they really had a quick come up because remember it was like, oh, Japanese or China-made products are shit. So once they started building, they learned fast in those countries how to make dope products. Because now... So we're not the, talking about Japan. We're talking about China. I'm talking about just, yeah, Japan and China. Well, okay, so you're trying to... Are you being racist and kind of no, putting all Asians I'm together? Saying over, I was about to say, over in Asia, where we send our byproducts for them to refine and make products to sell back to us, they built some of the best products running over in Asia. And that's what's fucked up is like, so we were manufacturing as Americans our own goods and exporting them as like top-notch products. Then, like there was a story of Walmart where Walmart was buying all these recycled trash, shipping over massive cargo to, I think, some port in China and giving them all like the trash and garbage and rawhides for them to process over there and use like dyes and stuff that are illegal over here and they were just openly killing people in the rural communities by just admitting all that poison over there and then selling them back to us but in that process they learned how to make way better technology and learn their own technology like you saw 
I never really thought of it when you said they're a young industrial com- country. And yeah, dude, like that's only maybe 60 years. If you're giving it from the 60s, I'm giving it from the 50s. Yeah, think about that. Like that's a huge come up quick because of being pretty much one of the most. Well, China's mostly been as far as like the, the, the accelerated the accelerated version of it. It's mostly probably been the 80s and 90s. Um, more than anything, like I said, I mean, we could be completely wrong on the timeline here, but they're definitely a young nation. But what the thing is, when you can find other other things, what they did was they re since it's being a communist nation, all the money goes to the government, so the government can control everything. So there's no real independence, despite a country that has the most you know female billionaires and a bunch of billionaires over there. There's still a payoff to that, where if you where they could sit there and put the money anywhere they want, so they re. Um, invested it in themselves as opposed to, say, a private company taking it and, you know, doing what they want with it and profiting off of it. It all went back into infrastructure and it went to, you know, building, you know, um, instead of paying the people, it went into, you know, building more industries. Now, if you go to China, each section of the country is... um, is sectioned off in the type of stuff they do, whether it's textiles, whether it's cars, whether it's, you know, wood products or whatever, mm-hmm. and electronics and whatnot. So when you go there, you know, each each area is set up in, in by types of uh, materials that they're making and products that they're making. So when you do that, you keep putting back in, you're putting back in, you're reinvesting yourself, so the money keeps cycling back through to you, to you as opposed to private individuals. So in, in doing so... They were able to grow as quickly as they do, and putting the pressure on, you know, on the the people to get educations, and you know they do this, you know, similar things as far as education in a lot of Asia, in you know, but Japan as well as that we're more familiar with, you know, they, you know, to the point now where what uh, China produces more engineers a year than the United States actually has hmm. as a whole. So they're re yeah. So they're basically repurposing, forcefully repurposing their people. So they're gonna grow. They, they they've been growing at an exponential rate. Now, in order to, to stay away from such a thing, is you gotta take what was making them grow and move it essentially over here. Like Samsung's opening a you know factory to make their chips or their their computer boards or their phone boards, you know, in Texas, for instance. You know, um, New Balance still makes 20% of their shoes or whatever it is up in Maine still. Mm -hmm. You know, and those type of things, you still, you need to still do a lot of those things. Granted, you're not going to get every single piece of the shoe. You're not going to get every single, you know, piece of the phone, but you can. It's not impossible. There is a cell phone company out there. I can't remember the name. They make this young kid. He's 22 right now. He's a millionaire. He made his money off of crypto when it first came out. He invested, then cashed out for like two hundred and something million dollars. He re, uh, you know, in return he made a cell phone, a like untraceable, you know, perfect un cell phone made all in America. It is possible to do it. The phone's like five hundred dollars, so it is possible to do these things. And in in a way you could do it is if you if say you're Apple or you're Microsoft or whoever you I think if you're over in you know you have a factory over there so rather than paying if you have control over how to pay the people which I doubt you do um, pay the people what you would pay them here 
So that way, the cost will be the cost if they were to manufacture half of them here, you know, those type of things. So it's like there are different ways to do it because, but you can't take, like, you you, you want a suggestion, how do we go over there and help? You can't, in you know, for war reasons. But you can't take away what people already have because what happens if you take it away? Now, now you're making people who don't deserve it to also suffer, Mm-hmm. And you can't do that, and that's not fair. So you got to take a, 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 what you can do is take the stuff that we can already do here and do it here, or but or, you know, or what you can do is you can don't go to China. Malaysia makes a lot of shit. South America makes a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Taiwan makes a lot of stuff. You can move them to other countries. Move it to India. You know, if you can sit there and source better, you can find it still a little less expensive than here and while building up economies in other nations they don't do that do you ever watch Plastic China no I never heard of it that's really good I think it's on Prime it never popped up I think you told me about this though so it's a it's a real life documentary the real life one Real life. No not, puppets. Not a fiction. Not like, you know, like I, uh, The Dirt is like a documentary, but. Oh, I, I get you, yeah. This is, yeah, like they're filming it, and it's about that. Like these poor people in rural areas of China literally take, like those, you know, if you see the epic winds of like yeah. trucks or scooters with giant loads on them? Yeah. It's literally like this guy, and they follow him around with some other guy. Going into the heart of one major city of China, picking up all this garbage, like American or European garbage, literally trash, brings it to his house that his backyard's full of garbage and has him and his kids cipher through it to fucking figure out what they can recycle in the machine that the government gave him to make the plastic, right? So the government pays these people in rural areas so they can have their money, like nothing money. Poison themselves, melting down this plastic to make plastic pellets. So then they give them back to the government for them to make the product. You know who else does that? Who? Drug cartels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they like this is the guy's like oh I, the government gave me this machine, and you can tell that machine's like probably one of the first fucking machines to make this thing because it looks old as fuck. It's like a cotton. And like, dude, the black smoke coming out of this stuff that him and his like young daughter and wife are in there working their asses off, sweating, melting plastic, inhaling that smoke, ripping butts at the same time just to get by for daily shit. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Exactly. So we can. The kids go, let's go fishing. Right. Mm -hmm. And when they go fishing. They're literally taking the net and scooping out dead fish and cooking it. I believe it. That's fucking gross. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a lot of countries in this world anyway, you know, and that'd be, that's just how people live. Do you eat dead fish like that? No. It's like you can't eat dead lobster. I mean, I guess you can if it's freshly dead, but how'd it die? You know, probably, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Pollution. These fish are literally floating at the top. No, there. but either way, I mean, so, I mean, that's how people... I mean, you, you can see those sob stories if you if just go on vacation to any country, you know. Um, it's just to do something about it to the to the extent. I mean, you know, they're, 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 like you said, you got to spread the, I guess, essentially spread the wealth to other places and you can build up other economies. And, you know, I mean, it's just there's, there's ways to do it and would do it properly, you know. I think it comes down to that melting shit. 
And that's why we got rid of most of it in our country, which, again, we're we're doing well with carbon emissions. But they're not looking at the countries that are really OD on it. Yeah. You know? I don't understand what that has to do with the question, though. What was the question? Well, your question was originally, what could we do about Yeah, about so it? what can we can't... I mean, I think there has to be something. Well, I mean, I think the same thing with the fuel is the same thing with plastic containers. Mm-hmm. There are other options. You know, if they... if Say we go to Dunkin' Donuts or coffee shops often. Yeah. If they said, we don't have cups anymore, you got to bring your own. Yeah. You, you know what I'd end up doing? I'd end up bringing my own. Yeah. And we'll fill it there. There was that company, um, I don't know if they got off the ground. I remember watching something about it. They were giving their products, mainstream products, and certain companies were on board with it, uh, metal containers for them to ship to people, and then those people ship them back as they ship another one. So that these metal containers were getting cleaned, washed, and recycled. It was mainly for, like, hygiene products, which you could do that to, like, shampoos and shit. Um, like I want to say Pantene or Pura, like some of these companies were on board with it. I think there should be more of that. It should be. Yeah. In, but that's the thing. They're, 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 the sources are out there, but people are refusing, whether it's consumers are refusing it or, you know, the, the bigger companies are refusing because it. Because there's money to be made. Yes, or maybe, or there's deals that are done. You know what I mean? Because if, say... You know, Procter and Gamble owns, owns like everything. Yeah. So they, you know, they say their shampoo line, one of their shampoo lines, you know, they need plastic bottles. Well, they might own the plastic bottle company. Right. So they, they, it's all it, it's them feeding themselves, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. So we as people and as citizens, this is where if you know people say you need to help the environment, this is where we can as consumers at least, you know, we can use. Reusable silver. I carry reusable silver with me when I eat. You know, when I go on vacation, I keep a little Ziploc thing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't use reusable straws, which I have, but I don't always use I them because I forget. Metal straws. They just, I got. I don't care. They, I'd I, rather a cardboard straw. Oh, really? Than a metal one? Yeah, I, don't know. I like the metal I like straws. Plastic. The problem was I was throwing the metal straws away by accident because uh-huh. you take the cup and you toss it. I think that those are gross. Well, that's they why you need funky. Well, that's why we need your own cups to have them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the water bottles, you know, like they have the big long straw in them, those type of things. If like a coffee shop told me to bring those, we'll make your ice coffee. Well, that's why I like I Starbucks, because they have the sippable lids. So if you have a permanent cup with a sippable lid, you're good. You don't yeah. even need to wash the straw. So, yeah, well, either way, whatever, whatever it is that they use. So, I mean, there is, it is out there. The government could push people to do this. Actually, the government could probably fund your first one. Like, they do what they, they, they save the energy thing. Right. And they come to your house to do the assessment. They give you light bulbs and all yeah. that shit. We're going to give you a fucking cup. We're going to give you cups for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And bowls. Yeah. And then what you do is you... And how hard is it to do that and give you a list of Again companies? Again with spring water. A li- like, a, a, yes. I, I have a reusable one. I have... You know the one I have in my fridge, the, the water bottle? That's yeah. for guests to come here because they don't have their own water bottle. I don't... I, I keep one in each room, but I mostly drink out of a water bottle. Those are for like, you know, if I'm walking by and I grab one, whatever else. But right. I, the case of water sits there for months. But think... Yeah. It's like, think of just BJ's right down the street. One BJ's out of that many... Out of all these Costco's, out of that, the, when you walk in and you see walls of water, it's ridiculous. That's yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. The it's a waste. Plastic, that's waste. It's an absolute waste. It's crazy. And my hands are so dry, dude. I mean, it's the winter time. It happens. Well, it's all the pure. I always get on my back. Too. The um, 
But like there, there are solutions to this. Need that moisturizer. You know, and you know what would be great if they use propaganda for that to help recycle. Why not? Yeah. Not even help recycle. Just help buy reusable things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't. don't. Propaganda can be they used for good don't things. Want to fund that stuff? Is it fucked up? It is fucked up. Because when you see, think about when we see an ad for. You know, for ty- those type of things, like these, you know, environmentally safe products, it's people just telling you facts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the, how. How is that compared to the companies that just sell soda? The advertisements night and day. Right. It's, I think, it's a wrong advertisement. People already know what a reusable thing's going to do. You don't need to explain to them why they're they're using it. Don't don't the feel good thing doesn't work. The cigarette ads were definitely propaganda. Which ones? Newport. Oh, God, yeah. All that stuff can't Absolutely. Oh, you're going to be you're gonna be a cool fucking cowboy right. smoking Newport. a Marlboro? Newport pleasure. Yeah. You know? It, it's it, 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 it's all that way. So why can't they do that for something good? I do think it's lame that you can't get Newports up there anymore. Like, why? Because it's flavored. I can't have a choice of a, nope. a menthol or a straight bun. No, because kids like mint. That's their excuse. Yeah, it's so whack. I mean, I wish you would just ban cigarettes overall, then I have no problem quitting, <laughs> to be honest I mean, with you. Yeah. You know. Weed has purposes. Yeah, they do, it does. I don't, I'm not against weed. I just don't like it. We're signing up to literally kill ourselves. Oh, I know. I mean, that's still my one vice. Like, we don't drink. Even alcohol, too. I don't drink. I don't either. Yeah. I drink six beers a year. I go out. When we did our fancy dinner, I had one drink. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't mind drinking. I'm not against drinking. It's just not my vice. Yeah. Mine cigarettes, obviously, as everybody knows. Same. You know? But, I mean, the, the find things. Like, there are ways for it to be positive. I mean, not all propaganda is bad, but, you know, the, the propaganda, even the political propaganda is, is, is a good thing because it makes people think. Mm-hmm. People need a bias to go by anyway. You know? But I think if, you know, I think we could solve a lot of problems with positive Propaganda, I guess we could say positive um, the messaging in, like you said, in little things that, that matter more. Yeah. Don't shove it down. Don't give me this political propaganda saying I got to save the planet when I'm just going to sit down and go, you're lying, you're bullshit. These aren't recyclable, whatever. No. Right. Find a way. Don't give me these government things or whatever else and say, you like know, if paying fresh you to get water it. is so limited, why do we keep storing it in fucking. Plastic bottles that could go stagnant, and yeah, they, they have an expiration date. Well, that gas stations just leave out in the no, sun. No, if you want to really see what's going on with with water, we should do a podcast on Nestle. Oh yeah, because they what siphon Great Lakes water and sell it to China and bladder. Not even that, dude. They own like ninety percent of the food businesses in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But what they did with the water, like in Flint, Michigan, like they did in like California and stuff when people weren't allowed to get water. Yeah. But they're siphoning it out for like $5 a fucking, for, per million gallons. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, while there's droughts going on. There's plenty of water. We're, it's the most abundant resource on the planet. We're on water. But also with those waters, you got to look at it too. Waters with ingredients. Those purified waters have ingredients. Yeah. And the reverse osmosis waters from salt water. I mean, we already know that we could sit there and literally filter our own water. Yeah. But they don't push it on us. I like those straws. I get a sneeze. Cover your mouth. You, this kid has a habit of sneezing and just blowing snots and shit all over the place. COVID. Um, I love those straws that 
they sell that you can literally oh just suck out of the stream strike right out of there just yeah the survival straws I think those are sick they're expensive well they have those five gallon things you've seen where you can you put it in and it's uh, got a charcoal filter oh yeah yeah and you can make it as a pump for yourself yeah I love that shit do you have one no they're expensive I know that's what's fucked up but government grants could give give to that, but do they? Nope. I know. Nope, because they're not making enough money off Everyone of it. Everyone should have a fucking water survival kit. You know what? We, we should do a pod. No, honestly, we should do a podcast that could so in, in literally list all the things to better, like, to counter all the shit. Yeah. We should. We got to save just that come up with, right Come up with a list. You know? Products that could better. Write, write, it on the, write it on the board since you're closest to the board. Just don't knock over all the action wow. figures. Get away from me, Iron Man. It's Iron Patriot, by the way. Iron Belichick. <laughs> but um, I mean, there's this is this is a lot of things, you know, and we can revisit it. This is the longest propaganda conversation I thought we were gonna ever have. Uh, longer than I thought we would have. That was good. <laughs> I will do a follow up because there is a an example of media interviews that I want to throw in. So I will do a an overview. Podcast. Okay, I didn't think it was gonna be it was gonna be that long that you were gonna write it. But anyway, folks, if you made it through the hold on, well, how long have we been on on this talking bullshit for? Long enough for my computer to uh, lock. All right, this is two and a half hours of just babbling. So anyway, water filters. <laughs> We're just going to end it here. I'm just going to end it here. So um, if you made it this far, which I strongly doubt anybody did. Oh, I thought we were pretty entertaining. I just don't know if the people made it this far. Two and a half hours. Is a I think very few people actually listen to two, two and a half hours of a podcast. I listened to full three and a half with the ropes, though. Yeah, because it's interesting people. Neither one of us is a, a Nobel laureate over here, okay? I feel very eccentric. <laughs> but don't forget, you can always leave a voicemail or a text at 339 Four three four one, and um, for the big rig over there and myself, don't forget we're always triggering leftists one opinion at a time. And uh, until next time, and my follow-up, more direct propaganda episode. Until then, say bye. It's great to be back. And be